they can't tell you their names. They can't tell you where they live, but in the mid to late 90s, these five teenagers can turn into animals to fight an invading army of evil brain slugs. Five dumb teens are the only thing standing in the way of complete annihilation. This is Anamorphic Time with Nate and Tyler. Get your hand off my girlfriend, you yerk-brained bastard! <laughs> this is for Daddy. Uh, make it like half the bottle. Catherine Alice Applegate wouldn't want this. She doesn't want this. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And like they're they're like, no, stop <laughs> shooting at children. Oh man, being twelve was weird. Hey everybody, welcome to Animorphic Time with Nate and Tyler. That's, yeah, welcome everybody. Hey, I, I'm Tyler. That's Nate, and uh, we're here. Still here, still kicking after all these years. Other Animorph podcasts? Nope. Yeah, well, there was actually an other Nate. I'm I'm the new Nate. We don't talk about the other Nate. We don't talk about him. He he, he sucked anyways. You always bring him up. It's fine. So today we have a very special episode for you. Every episode is a special episode. Don't say that. It <laughs> takes away the specialness of this episode and our guest. Listen, not everyone can get a ribbon. Why do you have to shit on everything I do? Every single time we do... <laughs> God damn it. So, coming at you today with the Morphe Boys, we got Miss Lydia herself, at Visser6 on Twitter. That's three X's. Go get some. Lydia, welcome to Animorphin Time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, (laughs) guys. How are you? How are you doing on this Sunday morning? Is it morning? Yo, you're not morning. You're far away. It's afternoon, but, you know, I'll give you a pass on that. Um, I'm slightly hungover, uh, eyeing the remaining uh, vodka in the bottle and the Sapporo that I have in the fridge uh, that I may or may not consume over the course of this episode. I think, you know, <laughs> Nate and I just started with coffee. We may join you with some pumpkin-flavored beer as it is pumpkin beer season. Ooh, is it good? It is. It's surprisingly good. Yeah. I, I hate the basic side of me that likes the pumpkin beer, but it's surprisingly good. Would it be good to pour the pumpkin beer into the coffee? Yes. Because to make it a, like a pumpkin spice coffee beer? Yes, because the pumpkin-flavored beer coffee that I have at home is quite delicious, too. Yeah, that just works, right? You just pour, mix them in? It just works. <laughs> so, so yeah, anytime you want to get a little trashed, I mean, it's what? For, oh, it's afternoon for us now, so yeah, we can drink fine. anytime. It's totally cool. It's, yeah. Listen, I, mean, I work from home. I can get drunk at any time. Yeah, and I have to drink or I'll get the shakes and die. Yeah, you have yeah. to. It's... It's medicine. <laughs> it's medicine. It, it is medicine. At the hospital I work at, they can prescribe beer. Holy shit, really? Yeah, it's, I mean... Well, it's probably like... It's that, bush. That's not a good sign. It's, I think it's naturalized or bush. I don't know. I, I've i never had to give it, but I've seen it ordered. If somebody has a cold, could they request like a, a hot toddy? No. <laughs> Dang. God damn, I wish they could. So, so Lydia, tell the people, the bountiful group of furries and queers that love us and that we love your history with Animorphs. And try not to spoil anything for Nate, but if you do, it'll be really funny for me. Oh, sure. Um, Well, honestly, I can't actually remember most of the back half of the series because it was so long ago. And And very uh, bad. (laughs) Yeah, and I I read, like, the first, like, 30 or so books a lot more than I did the later ones. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty much, like, stamped into my brain, you know? Um, I basically, I think I found them when I was, like, eight in a school library and um like i didn't have any friends when i was growing up like i I don't know why but people like just didn't want to talk to me like weirdest bullying ever like they would call me a duck ape and stuff like that so i just i swore off human beings entirely pretty much excellent choice and uh yeah and i spent a lot of time in the library and i would read like you know whatever i thought looked cool 
and I was like an, a bit of an animal nerd. I really, I love like all kinds of animals. Like I, I was obsessed with them. So I saw, I think it was like, I can't remember the first one that I read, but I like, I saw the cover and it's a, it's a kid turning into an animal. I'm like, this could be pretty dorky, but it's probably something I would read. And I read it and like, it just, that was, I was hooked, you know? And I just, I kept reading them for, like just for years I would take them out over and over and over like the same books I would take them out of the library mm -hmm. because there would only be like the same two or three <laughs> in the school library and I was I, I didn't care I loved them so much and uh, like I did book reports on them I probably drove my teachers insane <laughs> um, and uh, yeah like I I, I didn't understand why I liked them so much, um, but it definitely, uh, it, they were a big deal. And I ended up, one of my friends who didn't read them, but she had like the entire collection later, like in high school, uh, she gave me the whole collection and I read it. And then eventually I passed it on to a little girl that I babysat who was reminding me of myself. And like, I, I just, I'm obsessed with this series. I love it so much. And revisiting it as an adult has been totally mind blowing because it, it's just like, I, like I forgot exactly how much of my formative experiences as a, as a child came from these books. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Like the last book with Marco I was reading where he's like, I can't be serious or tell people I have to make jokes. It's like, oh, that's how I built my life. I didn't realize I was doing that. But here we are. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, yeah, he's great. Or we, we all have a little insecure Marco inside of us just wanting to, uh, I don't know, be popular, feel the power, be, <laughs> just be rich, destroy everybody. <laughs> It's true. It's and, true. And rereading this book, especially now, when I look at like the QAnon dorks online, like Hillary Clinton's eating baby brains, and then here's a book from 1998 where about a yerk eating a billionaire eating brains to stay alive. Don't, don't spoil yeah. it. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. We'll get there to the Hannibal Lecter scene. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like Ray Liotta and everything. Like, it's insane. It's fucking yeah. perfect. So yeah, yeah it, is. it sounds like we have a similar relationship to these books. And yeah, definitely. rereading them as an adult, seeing how progressive and left that they are. Almost, I mean, they got to be. It's unintentional because you look at the authors now and they're about as liberal as it comes. Where it's yeah. like, oh, vote, vote, vote. It's going to save your life. Vote. Do you think that they're explicitly leftist, or just you're kind of bringing your lens to it? Oh, I'm bringing my lens to it for sure, but also there's opportunity. To there is opportunity. There. They, they don't they don't cut it off. Well, the 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 way that the books are written, the the entire idea is basically like they're doing guerrilla warfare. You know, like it's not mm -hmm. it's not exactly like Vietnam or whatever, but it's kind of like they're you know that there's really no other lens to view it through than it's these like you know, rebellious, probably anti-fascist kids, you know, fighting against yep. a totalitarian regime that, you know, is kind of 1984-ish. It's, it's like, a, it's, it has to be left-wing. It has to be Antifa. Otherwise, it wouldn't be Animorphs. You know, now that I think about it, the only context I think, like, America as a whole has for any resistance movements is the French Revolution, like the French resistance, mm -hmm. which, yeah, kind of makes sense. That's why this is this way, is because yeah. that's the only thing they could write that immediately says, oh, yeah, resistance movement. Right. So, yeah, it has to be leftist by default. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no resistance on the right because they're all in charge and always have been and always will be, and I can't wait to lick them boots. I, I love oh. boots. <laughs> listen, you, you knock boots, but, like, listen, if you get if you get real close to that, like, shoe polish, 
Feels real good. The only boots I'm gonna lick is Boots Riley. Who's oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter one. Yeah, let's, let's 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 get into this. Let's get into the book. So this is the warning number sixteen. We got Jake turning into a rhino. Oh <laughs> man, what a who! I never right. get tired of these covers. Never ever. That Jake with the horn nose, beautiful. I feel like Jake. <laughs> Jake fits the rhino really well. I think that that's kind of one of his good like spirit animals because honestly, like he, him morphing into a rhino is just like yes, he's a big dumb idiot who likes to smash things. Like yeah, I, <laughs> I buy that. And I think this is the first book where I liked Jake and I liked his story and I understood his dumbness. Yeah. This is the yeah. first time where his dumbness was... It, Symp- sympathetic to yeah. his, his jockiness, yeah, in a way. Yeah, sympathetic. Yeah, or at uh, least it explains like why he kind of freezes sometimes. He just he doesn't know whether to think logically or emotionally. And it, right. It, yeah. And he shouldn't it, be the leader, but like at least we know why he's a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a compelling argument there that leaders have to self-isolate and they're nothing but just pillars of doubt that have to project strength well bad ones do bad ones yeah right yeah let's think of some bad leaders oh my god i literally was just watching castlevania in season three there's this like there's a leader who follows exactly that philosophy he's like you have to be separate and apart from the town otherwise because you're if you're in it they won't respect you or whatever and (laughs) he ends up being like a serial killer who like lures little kids into tiger traps if he if they annoy him so that was creepy um Uh, that sounds yeah about castlevania right (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love luring children into tiger traps (laughs) It was it was pretty nuts, um, but yeah, I think honestly, like we we can't really like talk about uh, fragile leaders projecting strength or projecting just in general without acknowledging a certain uh, you know Cheeto residing in a certain uh, pale colored house. We, we got a we got that freaking Cheeto. <laughs> yeah, it's a freaking Cheeto in the White House, guys. It's I don't understand how. I mean, honestly, does anyone know how people see him as strong when he's just a bitchy New York piece of shit? Oh, shared collective delusion. Oh, how do we I get that? Feeling, <laughs> we have that right I have now. Feeling, <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that, um, like, they may not be aware of it, but the people who, uh, like, my, my ex was, you know, big into Trump and all those, like, Mark Dice, Stefan Molyneux, mm-hmm. Jordan Peterson guys... And um, I think all these people have one thing in common that the leaders and the followers is they're in, they're insecure. And I think that without realizing it, they're identifying with each other's insecurity. And that creates like a, a pretty strong uh, bond like that they can't seem to pull away from. Uh, like they don't they they see like I think they want to think that they see strength. But really what they see is just a fellow loser and they're kind of banding together for whatever reason for like the worst reasons too yeah exactly like i see my i know nate sees my insecurity i see his he won't admit it it, but i see it it. (laughs) hey what no and i think that's bonded us closer but listen tyler i i I have money and power i'm just gonna like get, get you oh yeah yeah watch out Hey, who's that guy? What's his name? Bilzerian. He's got. It's like a buff guy with a square head. Bilzerian. Dan Bilzerian. I don't know. Is that like his first name? <laughs> he like pops up in my feed sometimes, like by the worst people, Man. and I just see this square headed dude. 
I, I need to change my first name to a more powerful name. Nate's pretty powerful. Yeah, but like, what if it was like you know Natropolis? No, that's worse. Yeah, that, that, okay, never mind. I, mm-hmm. I, you can't. You got to be truck, truck boy. Yeah, there you go, truck. <laughs> <laughs> truck is a pretty strong name. It's a strong name for a strong leader. Jake is a strong name, I think. Yeah, it okay. Is, yeah. If if he was Jacob, nobody would follow Jacob. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess Jake is a strong name. He's a strong name, and he, he likes sports and stunts. That's why he's the leader. <laughs> Ugh. That's what makes a leader. <laughs> yeah, because so, he likes b-ball. <laughs> oh, my God. So I got to say, the start of this book is one of my favorite starts of all of them, where oh. it's just him typing b-ball 24. Like the first line in the first chapter. Yeah. That's that's his code word. Like, is that his password? Well, okay, now it's time to share everybody. Uh, what was your first online handle? We've already talked about this before, but I think it's important for new guests to share their first AOL <laughs> yeah. handle. Go ahead, share yours. <laughs> well, I didn't have, like, AOL or whatever, but I did use, like, Gaia Online. And mm-hmm. um, my first screen name and my first email was uh, Inferno underscore Kitty. <laughs> yeah, right. Checks out. Yeah. yeah. Checks out. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> it's... Look, the, I have a Hotmail address that was my first Hotmail. One of my Gmails is still that Gmail name, too. Hell, it's even my Twitter handle. I use <laughs> that same set of letters the whole goddamn world. It, it's funny to think that, like, so you fervo. Yeah. I, I, sorry for doxing you. That's, that's, yeah, my name's Tyler McCarty. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> but, come, come get me. But like, yeah. but you named yours because you liked a name on Star Ocean. No, no, uh, yeah. So <laughs> here's how I got my online handle. I was playing Star Ocean for PlayStation One. Yeah, and I named one of the characters E Fervo because it was a, f- a woman, and her name started with E. So I changed it to E Fervo. That makes and sense. I, then I was like, but I'm a boy. Yeah. So then I changed <laughs> it to a U. <laughs> U is more masculine. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. You is also masculine. <laughs> Me masculine. <laughs> so that's how I got mine. And it, I still use it to this day. Everything. Yeah. It, it, at least yours is... Mine is stolen from Space Quest. That's... Uh, also a video game. Uh, <laughs> but the problem is, is that a lot of people use that name. So I have to be like the first one in every platform to kind of go after it. Otherwise, uh, I don't get it. That's why you were early to gab, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and no other reason. No other reason. No, no other reason. I just love to gab. Yeah. Nate, <laughs> Nate's a big free speech guy. Yeah. The marketplace of ideas will get rid of the bad speech. Don't worry. Listen, the free speech is just going out to the woods and just yelling all the racist epithets that you can think of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That reminds me. So, Lydia, did you have forest porn growing up? Was that a thing for girls? What? Forest porn. Like, you go out to the forest with a group of friends and you find porn. No. Um, okay, never mind on this story. <laughs> You've already told this story. <laughs> no, no, There's. I got an update. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's like the kind of thing that like maybe, I don't know, a, like prepubescent like boys might do, but like yeah. that's not... Um, but also I had no friends. So. That's, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we had online friends, and that's what this story is about, online friends. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, you're well, an online friend, Lydia. That's how we met you. Exactly. You ever come to Portland? We'll get you so fucking drunk and give you an air mattress. You got no idea. It's Hell totally yeah. Fine. Let's go punch some cops. Oh, my God. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's fine. 
it's fine. I, oh God, I don't want. We're all fine here now. It's, yeah, it's all fine. The government, the governor said, okay, yeah, the. Oh, the, are you talking about the uh, de- deputization session? Yeah, that weird. Did thing? you hear about that, Lydia? Our governor was like, "Oh, all cops are now federally deputized to use whatever means necessary to beat protesters." <laughs> well, the, the idea behind it was so they could get more severe punishment if, yeah. like, it becomes a felony if you you get oh down to some business. God. Your <laughs> country is a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's so bad. It's. It's all right. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's you know what. It's the best. Everybody says yeah. it's the best. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're always fine, Nate. Yeah. It's always Listen, fine. that's all that matters. Anything outside of this bubble. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, he leaves this house. He's not so fine. But once he's in here, he's safe. I have a yeah. deadbolt lock. It's cool. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Uh, should, should we get back into the book? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Let's fair talk enough. Shit for an hour. We'll talk shit. Yeah, we'll do that. I mean, that's really oh, what this is. Oh, it's so nice. You think this is only going to be an hour? <laughs> well, oh, whatever. You know. I have some good information about animorphs, though. Just to kind of like segue back into animorphs. This is good stuff, okay. though. Right. I'm an animorph. It's a made-up word. You won't find it in any dictionary. My best friend Marco came up with it. It's short for animal morpher. <laughs> Quote chapter one. <laughs> It's, I love that they spent the time to really break down that portmanteau of anamorph. It's honestly, yeah. So here's why I love chapter one of this book. You get that beautiful description of what an anamorph is. You get Jake's screen name of Beeball Twenty Four. He talks about modems, and then we get a beautiful piece of homoerotica from Marco, <laughs> where Jake gets an email and it says. Jake, ooh baby, you are the man for me. I love your big manly shoulders. I love your piercing brown eyes. They are brown, right? But most of all, I love the macho manly way you boss us all around, snapping out orders left and right. I think of you as the new Clint Eastwood. I must have you all to myself. Signed, Cassie XXX. I sighed. Marco, of course. Cassie seldom goes online and never sends email, and would certainly never send me such a stupid email. Kind of a shame, actually, but this was definitely the work of Marco using one of his many fake screen names. Lydia, what was your reaction to that email when you read it? I mean, what else would Marco do? I Really? I like to think of myself as a fellow shit starter and troll yeah. and making fun of people. But it seems going a little far to email my best friend, hey, I think you're hot. <laughs> Yeah. Pretending to be another friend. Well, effectively, too. Like, because, you know, as an effective prankster, like, you have to kind of get at some truth. And so Marco really had to kind of, like, dig deep about what was attractive about Jake. And he does this a lot, too. This isn't the first time he's, like, done this prank. No. The funny prank of calling his best bro hot. (laughs) Oh, boy. Poor Marco. Well, it's. (laughs) I kind of love it. This sort of latent homoeroticism that they bring in with Marco. They're good friends. <laughs> are we? They're very good friends. Are we good friends? I think we're good friends. <laughs> yes. Hold I on. think so too. I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna shut down the camera for a second. <laughs> <laughs> You'll yeah, hear all um, the you hear all the squeaking and crying. That's sex, right? Squeaking and crying. Yeah, those are the that sounds. That is all that it is. <laughs> those That's are the definitely sounds. it. One thing uh, that I kept thinking about is um. 
what do we think that uh, Animorph Twitter usernames would be? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, Jake would still be bball24. Yeah, he, definitely. He'd be on there like July 2009, bball24, and he's only following all the sportscasters. We have a friend that uses the name Punk Borders to this day. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and yeah. it's fantastic every it time is. I see it. I do know like, that Jake's profile picture would definitely be in the driver's seat of his car. Oh god, yes. Truck. It yeah. totally yeah. would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it'd be a huge truck, it'd be like a little Mazda, but it's still a truck. Like wearing the wraparound sunglasses. Yep. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And, and Marco is drill. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ma- he, wait, he definitely Marco- wouldn't he wouldn't use his face as his profile picture. He'd be a shit troll for sure. Do you think yeah. Marco would just break like that? <laughs> just like break, like like late in his life, he goes onto something awful or something, and just like you know, sees a wider world of garbage and just like gets broken. <laughs> I, Maybe I, it's a combination of Marco and Axe. I could see that for yeah. sure. Yeah, I could yeah. See that. <laughs> yep. Cassie would be a picture of her and her parents at like a like a like an event, like an opera or something. Yeah, Rachel is like yeah. totally an influencer. She'd barely be on Twitter, but she'd have thousands of Instagram followers. Definitely. Tobias, he's... <laughs> Tobias does not have the internet. <laughs> Tobias, like... The internet for him is what a fisher, the fisherman leaves in the river to catch fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, um, that connection speed, guys. Oh, yeah. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I love it so much. I'm glad. 38,000 bits per second. And he was, Very nice. Marco was bragging about a 56K modem. And yeah. I'm like, I remember, wh- when did you transition from, uh, I don't know how old you are, Lydia, so I'm just going to assume you're our age. I'm 30. Okay. Yeah, that's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're also young. We're, we're also too. 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Um, like, it's, I don't even know how old you guys are, but I'm just assuming. I- I'm 34. Nate's 35. He's old. Well, I just had my birthday, so we're, it's, it doesn't count. How I'm still is, 34. Beyonce until, like, is 38, so you're fine. Whoa, we've <laughs> you done guys are babies. So, we've done so little. I've done pretty <laughs> much what Beyonce did at 34. It's <laughs> yeah. I've broken up with people. That's what she did. That's, yes. that's I, what you think Beyonce's done? <laughs> I, Tell me more about what you think Beyonce's done. Uh, this interests me. I, I've also... Uh, I was about to say dated Judge Dredd, but like that's not like Dr. Dre. <laughs> Judge Dredd? <laughs> <laughs> that's what my brain connected for a second. My brain is dying in quarantine. I was like, I she never dated Carl Urban. What are you talking about? <laughs> I would date Armando Asante. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You think, <laughs> you think Judge Dredd was in the NWA? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If, if, if someone joined the NWA named Judge Dredd, would you be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Fuck the police. I'm the law. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That actually would be kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the police. I'm the law. Like, yeah, it kind of works yeah. out. Why did you judge me? You killed innocent people. The means to an end. You started a massacre. I caused the revolution. You betrayed the law. Whoa. I mean, honestly, Judge Dredd seems more like a guar person to me, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see oh. that for sure. Yeah. Totally metal. Yeah. Uh, so back to modems. <laughs> yes. 
Well, I'm just thinking like, you know, because I grew up in the middle of nowhere, a house that was just like dying. Mm-hmm. And but we we managed to have like a 56K modem up until like 2004. Oh, yeah. You guys had that forever. Yeah. Like it, it, it was just kind of it was impressive the amount that I could pirate on a 56K modem. Like I would just like set a movie to download <laughs> at night, wake up the next morning, have it like fail at 30 percent. Try again. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, they don't. Uh, Kids these days, they don't bad. know the troubles. It's bad. Uh, they really don't. Uh, yeah, no. Anyways, it's internet. That's the internet, baby. Emails and <laughs> chat rooms. <laughs> so they continue on. Uh, Jake does the sensible thing and Googles the word yerk. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of, I guess. It works I, out. It's. Would you Google? Okay, you're an animorph in uh-huh. your 2020. Uh huh. Would you Google yerk? Uh, probably not. Okay. What how about would they duck even duck know go? How to spell yerk? Yeah, that's true. They that's never... a yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They have no idea. God damn! You just cut through all this bullshit. Why didn't we think of that, Nate? <laughs> I have. I still have a problem spelling antelope in my notes. So it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, like they only ever heard it in thought speak. So, <laughs> oh my I'm God. asking the real questions here, you know? That's <laughs> shit. All right, this yeah. series is over. It's yeah, canceled. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the hole that you just broke into the series, it destroyed the book. My oh, apologies. God. Because I would, if, if I had to spell it, I'd, how, how would I say sp- Yerk? I'd probably do Y I E R K. No, I'd do two E's. Because. Mm. I would spell it right. I don't know. I took a lot of German, so that's going to influence how I spell shit. Yeah, das gut. Mm, yeah, I think oh. I would go Y-I-R-K, like, at first, because, like, I don't know, Y-E-R-K sounds a little bit too simple, and Y-U-R-K sound, is just weird and kind of kind of gross-out type spelling. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, and how would, how would... An Andalite know how to spell yerk. It's just, there's this whole, like... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they never really addressed that. No. I'm well, just going to think This is how they find it. out, though, because they, they, you know, go into Lycos or whatever and <laughs> yeah. type in yerk. Yeah, they hop, yeah. On to, hop onto EBSCO and just <laughs> <laughs> search for yerk. And then it autocorrects them. It's like, oh, that's how you spell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that Joe explains Bob. everything. Yeah. yeah. So he Googles yerk and he finds one website. One. With a chat room. Uh, y'all do any chat rooms growing up? Yeah, yes. of course. You know, because you knew me at the time. I was like messing around in chat rooms. It was, yeah. Chat rooms were something, but also something. I really like the way Jake describes Axe and his human morph. He distra- describes him as, quote, disturbingly attractive. <laughs> I mean, I've met someone that was just upsettingly attractive. <laughs> like, you, you know that emotion of just like, this is making me angry somehow. <laughs> It, I mean, I've met people that are so attractive, it depresses me. <laughs> I think yeah, his human morph is non-binary. And uh-huh. that's, that's what's upsetting him, because he thinks he's straight, but he's not sure if, if you know, Axe is a, a man or a woman, you know. And in the end, I mean, it doesn't really matter. No. It matters to Jake. Well, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those sports people. I mean, it matters to all of them, because they're all questioning their sexuality when he morphs, you know? Honestly... Hell yeah, is what I say to that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Everyone, you should question that shit. Everyone's attracted to Axe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone. It's Everyone. Like, oh, Axe is kind of a dick sometimes, but man, when Axe is human, ooh. Well, maybe it's that, that, you know, that kind of pretentiousness. Maybe that kind of works. I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't like the pretentiousness. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Yeah, well, I just know the book better. Well, it's completely offset by the fact that he gets distracted by the act of pronouncing words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this, like, eating cigarette. Like, he... I like spoiler for later in the book. It ends with him eating shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actual yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, like it's. You know what remind? So you know what I? Th- Here's what recently since we're, this is the like crazy online internet episode. I'm just gonna free freestyle it with the internet do shit. Please do. The thing that I saw recently that made me think of Axe was that baby who kept eating ingredients to making cookies. Did you guys see that video? Yeah, yeah okay, I saw that. Where the kid was like, he grabbed the stick of butter and shoved it in his mouth. He's eating handfuls <laughs> of sugar. Oh, it was absolutely disgusting. That's, that's Axe. But you did that. That's right. He has he has a child taste bud, right? Yeah, he's like... Because like, when I was a kid, I would just sneak in and just eat handfuls of sugar. Oh, yeah. It's like sugar cubes. <laughs> if there were sugar cubes in my house, they didn't last long. Wonder why I'm overweight, <laughs> Lydia. Did you do that as a kid? Did you just like? I had a cousin who would just eat butter randomly if you weren't looking at him. Well, like if I was hungry and like dinner or whatever was like I wasn't really allowed snacks when I was a kid. For don't ask me to explain why. I don't know. But <laughs> parents like, suck. That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, like I guess my my family was pretty like fat phobic. Uh, even though like at the time like I was not I was perfectly average weight and pretty healthy, but. Um, we like we didn't have any food between meals really so like if i was super hungry and dinner wasn't going to be for like a couple hours i go and grab like a spoonful of sugar just to like hold me over and yeah like that's but it wasn't something that i would always do because like it was drilled into my head that sugar is bad it'll make you fat sugar is bad it'll make you fat so like if even when i thought about it other than you know at those times, like when I was like, "Oh, some sugar would taste good right now," it would be like my entire family just like, "Shut up, fatty!" Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, look, parents destroy children. It's, really do. I do. We need to get into any. Uh, <laughs> I, I I feel like you know we we have kind of covered the like oh yeah it's no parent. Parents will wreck you given the opportunity. Yeah. Um. And like, make sure that you know they they hand off their problems to their children. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a like a hot football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just comfortable with the fact that I'm okay with things in my butt. Unlike my dad, who's deeply uncomfortable with the idea of things in his butt, but still likes things in his butt. I'm indifferent about things in my butt. They're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can be. It's not always. It's like. Nah, should I tell that story? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, we have a lot of book to get through. We do have a lot of book to get through. There's very there's only a couple butt things in this book. Oh, don't don't let me forget that I have a work related rhino like story that happened this week. Okay, we I'll, rem- I'll remind stuff. you when we get to the rhino oh, stuff. Nice. <clears throat> uh, so they're all on the looking at the chat room. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So like after Jake finds the website, they go to Marco's meetup. Yeah, because Marco's got the best computer. Cassie apparently is no good at computers, which I kind of like. That's an endearing character quality. Yeah, for sure. Because like she needs more character things, I think. Yeah, yeah she she's like totally the granola hippie girlfriend. Yeah, and they need to like lean into that. Just like she should hate computers. <laughs> I think she's a young old person. That's my that's my yeah. idea of Cassie. Yeah, she's like, like these newfangled things. I don't I don't like them. I just like things. You know, that's right. that's perfect for her. And also, I think old people would like Jake. <laughs> So that makes sense. He's a nice boy. He's a nice boy (laughs) who likes sports. Such a nice boy. Yeah. Why does he have to spend so much time with that Marco? He's just a bad influence. (laughs) Oh my god. 
but yeah, no, I guess Marco is the default computer whiz aside from Axe, yeah. which, you know, makes sense. I mean, yeah. Marco's the, yeah, he's the only one. I think Tobias would be good at computers if he wasn't a fucking bird. Eh, who knows? I don't know. Tobias isn't, doesn't strike me as like the nerdy type because like he's sort of written as just like like an odd guy out, you know, like I don't mm-hmm. I don't think computers are his thing. I think he's, he's kind a, of like an out and about guy. He's a guy who'd be really cool in college, I think. Oh, like, hell yeah. He would he, like in high school and junior high. He like just learned the guitar or something. And then, like, yeah. when he hits college, he's like, well, you know, I've been kind of, like, I'm okay at guitars and just, like, busts out, like, I don't know what a complicated guitar song is. I don't know music. It's when Stairway I, to Heaven. When, yeah. I think, when I think of Tobias as an adult, I think of, like, Tobias to me reads as, like, a trans punk singer is what Tobias's trajectory would be. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. He, he is a soft boy. I think he's got rage. I think he definitely has body dysphoria. Yeah. And I I think he he would make an excellent punk singer. Either way, he would be the lead singer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. We'll just keep moving along. All right. So they're talking about the chat names, which they're like, oh, you have to enable cookies. Oh, cookies? What do cookies have to do with computers? Yeah, I, I love 90s computer stuff. Like, <laughs> this whole first part of the book is just like I, the movie Hackers to me. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, they, I'll give them credit for trying to sound like they know what they're talking about while writing this. I mean, some credit, not a whole lot. I mean, I can't get over the fact that Axe in Human Morph pronounces millions the same way Donald Trump does. <laughs> millions, millions 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 and like it's it's this weird i can't even do it but like i just i'm like stop it axe no please <laughs> <laughs> we love cinema bond don't we folks <laughs> oh Oof. fuck Oof. fuck no <laughs> It hurts. Oh, that hurt. Like my skin Donald is Trump strong. Being a, Donald Trump being a mentally or a developmentally challenged Andalite trapped in human morph would make so much fucking sense. <laughs> oh, fuck my life. I, I was about to try a, a Trump accent. I, I Do it. it. We want to hear it. Yeah. Do you have any taste, Jake? Oh, I love the taste. <laughs> Big strong taste. See, like I can't do it. I'm not good at impressions. I'm not an impressionist. I could eat these buns uh, on Fifth Avenue, and no one would do anything. (laughs) I'm not. Wants my body, 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 body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. God damn it! This is how I'm gonna read Axe for the rest of these books. So sorry. (laughs) Kind of fits with the Andalites, man. Like, cause you know they're pretentious dicks sometimes, and like you know, yeah, they think they're better than everybody. Yeah. Oh shit! They are basically space cops. Yeah, space cops. Yeah. But then again, they also live in like communes on a forest planet, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah, doing that whole each according to their ability thing. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, so, so they get into the chat room and they're talking with a bunch of, of like just random internet goofballs yeah they hop onto aol or what is it called web access america i don't know yeah. i didn't write down the name because i was just it's gonna web call access it america web access right. america okay <laughs> i was just gonna call it aol because that's what it is i wrote waa and then in quotes aol <laughs> and it's online oh shit yep that makes Got sense it. damn that girl <laughs> you fuck you're killing this shit <laughs> <laughs> thank you and online fuck i i screwed up the name of this podcast 
And the lights on. Like, <laughs> we can still change it. You no. can just change the name of them. No, this is our brand. Fine. Now now the part of the podcast where we talk about Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll do it. When the books get real bad, we'll bust out some Power Rangers. Oh, I got so much Power Rangers to bust out. It's fine. So they, they're they on there. Well, Kay Applegate explains what a chat room is first. Oh, yeah. In case you don't know. Actually, maybe you would have to re-explain that. Any kids listening, it is Discord. It's just Discord. Yeah, or a group DM. Yeah. Let's talk down to our audience some more. Children, you're stupid. <laughs> Hello, you little baby brain perverts. Why are you listening I'm, to this? I'm glad you were brave enough to show up today. <laughs> so, yeah, the, we've got Yurt Killer 9, Go Vikes, uh, Chaz... Uh, Gump eight two nine three, CKD Sweet. Yeah, who else do we have? Oh, and Carlito. We, Carlito. We got Fighty seven seven seven. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, what do you Meg Mom? Okay, uh, identify yes. the controllers. Uh, your cater. This is hard. Okay, your cater definitely. We know we, you know, they, they harp on your cater a lot. Um, I would say Meg Mom. Meg Mom could be one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chaz. Chaz is probably one. I don't think CKD Sweet is one. No, that that name is too real. <laughs> yeah, someone really loves their chronic kidney disease. That's CKD. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bust out my medical knowledge when it pops up. I think that's what it stands for. I don't remember. Um, surprise twist. I bet you Gump is a controller. <laughs> you think that poor little kid's no. a controller? <laughs> no, no. Although that'd be a good twist. It would. Um, no, there are other better twists in this book than that. Yeah, but you do have... And Carlito, I think, is fine. I don't think he's a controller. Probably not. But I think... Here's the thing, is that, like, I think this encapsulates, like, online stuff pretty dang well. Yeah, one right? person just kind of says what they're thinking over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> That's your cater. Just kill all yurks. Kill it, all yurks. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know that, like, in the 20 years this book came out, it's still just people yelling into the void. <laughs> yeah. Barely listening to each other and only allowing 10 words. Yeah, for... like some kid will say, like, my life is hell. And everyone's just like, ah, oh, what about these yurks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a mixture of, like, sadness and anger. Man, if that doesn't sum up on online, I don't know what does. Yeah. So they, <laughs> I mean, what do they do? They they see this chat room. They debate, oh, these ones are controllers. Those ones are controllers. I guess the only way to figure this out is to... Infiltrate AOL. It's time to hack the internet. <laughs> <laughs> where where do you think this ranks on Animorphs' plans on the good versus bad spectrum? It's hard to tell because it works. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of like I think that this is kind of the B plot when it comes right down to it. Uh huh. Yeah, it's, it's not important really. Yeah, we, we recorded an episode yesterday where our guest, who had never had Animorphs experience, described reading these books as. He would come upon information or plans, and it felt like it was a child telling a story where stuff just came out of nowhere. And this kind of feels like that, where it's just like, oh, we found a York chat room. We have to go to AOL. But it's too far yeah. away, so we have to get onto a plane first. <laughs> yeah. But how do we get onto a plane? We don't have money. <laughs> yeah. It was. I kind of fucking love that logic, though. Yeah, it it. It leads to some good things that we'll talk about later, I think, yeah. when we get into the internet headquarters. So their plan is to go on a plane because it's an hour and a half flight away, which they know they can't fly as seagulls or birds or anything. Yeah. So their plan, as I understand it, mm -hmm. turn into flies, get on the plane, stay on the plane, and land. Correct? 
Yes. Yeah. How does that work out for them? Let, let's go through that. They go to an airport. They're all just <laughs> hanging around. Do you remember being able to hang around an airport? This is pre-9-11. Yeah. AKA, <laughs> who knows they, what it was like. I, I didn't fly I was, a lot before pre-9-11. I was a kid. I didn't I, fly. <laughs> there, was a, there were two, three flights I went on before 9-11. And yeah, it was like this. Just people doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. That must have been nice. They left a bag? Yeah, they left a bag underneath a toilet seat in a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of Richard Jewell-ass shit is that? Good God. Yeah. It's So, the plan is (laughs) turn into flies Mm -hmm. in the bathroom, follow the smell of poop. (laughs) Yeah, because they're like, oh yeah, flies are blind. How are we going to get in through the the taxiway thing or whatever? (laughs) And guys, can we talk about how Jake and Tobias both have to go into a bathroom stall in the same bathroom stall? I'm I'm really questioning what's going on with these guys here. It's... (laughs) They oh, were yeah, nice enough sure. not to take the handicap stall. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, listen, yeah. you shouldn't use that one. I know it's bigger, but." <laughs> well, they said yeah. they were pretty packed in, so th- this is this is questionable. There's okay. supposed to be like twelve. <laughs> okay, could you, Tyler? Yeah. Could you and two of your best friends go into a toilet <laughs> stall and change clothes without like touching some business? No. Yeah, I don't think even I'd... at twelve it would have been. I mean, I've always been super fucking tall. Yeah, but like, there's just no way. But it would have been all elbows and like weird like energy. Yeah, there's just no way. Like, yeah. anytime you see your friend's hog as a 12-year-old, it's like, oh, God, what's happening here? I'm, I'm confused. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just didn't look. I was just like, you know. You didn't look? No, I, I ran away. Oh, I had to know. I was a cool PE kid who just, like, didn't exercise so he didn't have to take a shower was my thing. <laughs> it was. So, look, I've always, I've always been a rotund gentleman, very uncomfortable in my body, feeling unattractive Mm -hmm. but that's fine i always had body image issues so i didn't like to shower completely nude so i remember one time i was in pe and i had showered in my underwear yeah and i would wait for people to leave so i could take my underwear off and just put my pants on and not wear underwear and i remember other guys making fun of me for not getting naked which who's the gay one now Yeah, the jokes on them oh my god (laughs) me (laughs) everybody (laughs) it's but they're like, why don't you look at you? Are you afraid? Are you afraid? And they're like all naked hogs out. This is like ninth grade. And I remember like just sitting there stewing, like, why can't I be naked with the boys? <laughs> and then one- See, like we don't shower after PE here. Oh, we you had to. The well, I the, think it's I think it's regional. Yeah. If you live in a city, I bet you could get away with it. But like if coach, you're out in the, the country, no. Like a real man has to shower naked. Yeah, we our coach was very like very controlling right wing. He called us all slack asses. He was Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street too. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Okay, dirt balls, hit the shower. And I remember like I heard them starting to roll a towel to whip at me to try and get me to take my clothes off. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And so <laughs> they whipped this towel at me, and I just happened to turn and reach, and I grabbed the towel mid whip. That's and, the, that's and the they move. looked at me like I was I was taller than them, yeah. but I was a fucking scared nerd. But I grabbed the towel, and they just looked at me, and I'm like, "Don't!" <laughs> and they just left <laughs> me alone. <laughs> that is pretty badass. You gotta love those moments. I was picturing like a Tyler like showering in his underwear, like, "Don't." <laughs> Oh, I was yeah. I was not that scary. It was more like don't. Well, because my you, voice didn't drop till I was like sixteen. Yeah, 
So I was there like, don't. It must have been a little bit intimidating if they stopped, though. Uh, I think... Th- well, listen, any any bully that gets the slightest amount of pressure back, it <laughs> runs away immediately. They don't want to deal with that. <laughs> you can't that disrespect day. that perfect moment. Yeah. You know? It's Yeah. <laughs> so that was... That's good. I, I didn't expect that story to be a happy ending because I've always been ashamed of it. Yeah, well... It wasn't cool at the time. <laughs> no. Like all cool stories. <laughs> so they, the, their plan, they they do rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Jake has to go get a shitty diaper. Yeah, because Jake picks rock. They both know Jake will pick rock. Yeah, Jake is Jake only ever picks rock. Like, if there's a rock, it's Jake. Yeah. And there's a really yeah. funny little uh, back and forth between the uh, diaper people like right. the people they get the diaper from where they're trying to decide uh who's gonna change the diaper um right. uh, that was uh whose turn is it the father asked the mother handed the baby to him and he groaned please let it be just number one i don't think so the mother said i think you're getting a full load oh <laughs> man i'm never having children that is garbage yeah. i don't wow does Okay, look, <laughs> as someone who often has to deal with adult full loads, <laughs> okay, is a guy pooped <sighs> in my hand this week at work. Cool. Oh, man. Was it like solid? Yeah, it was formed. That's oh, how we describe thank it. God. That's the way you'd want it. Like, I yeah. had to, you don't want diaper gravy as Marco describes it. <laughs> oh, God, he does. Uh, but yeah, he likes, I had to help him stand up and use a bedside commode. And he's like, I'm done. And I had to help him wipe because his arms didn't really work. Yeah. And as I was helping wipe more, just a foot of turd came out into my hand. And I'm just like, Ugh. I'm like, why did I choose this? <laughs> why couldn't I learn computers? You're a healer. <laughs> yeah. It's your classification. Once you roll heels, you don't get to go back. I, I can't. I mean, I love my job, but there for like two days, all I could feel in my hand was the weight of that turd. <laughs> just, wow you're having dreams of it like oh, it's, it was heavy because it's like <laughs> uh, maybe this is too much information but it's like my masturbate hand it's probably too <laughs> <No>! much information <laughs> tyler we don't know this person <laughs> like we know of her i'm very sorry lydia no no but like i no, i'm 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 empathizing with you <laughs> like that's <sighs> Like, I wouldn't want to hold anything cylindrical in my hand for, like, a week after that. No, so, like, 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 dude. Like, I can't take Ambien because I'll sleep through my alarms and miss work. So my one way to fall asleep is that. And I just couldn't. <laughs> That's, oh, That's my I'm, condolences, dude. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, you just need to do image training. Just, like, <laughs> feel the weight of the poop in your hand, and then you eventually just get over it. Right? No. Nope. That just makes <laughs> <Yeah>. it worse. <laughs> The feeling's back. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's, like, it's like a phantom hand, except it's yeah. know, poop. <laughs> you can still feel it. <laughs> the phantom load in my hand. <laughs> oh, come on. Phantom full load. Uh, so they get the diaper. It's diaper gravy. He calls it diaper gravy. This is where I get confused. Do they plant the, the like, poopy diaper on somebody? Yes. No, they plant the poopy diaper in the trash can right in front of the gate. Oh, okay, because so, the problem was they had to find the gate, not that yeah. they couldn't. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Back to the animorphs. Good God. Okay. <laughs> they they plant the turd. Yeah. They go to the bathroom stall, and like Lydia said, they're like changing and morphing in front of each other. Yeah. And Jake just watching and, Tobias morph. And Marco tries to get them all 
in the handicap stall. Yeah. Oh, he does, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's bigger. Uh, that makes sense to me. I don't know. And Jake does the decent thing and says, <laughs> "No, this it's it's two to a glory hole, man." <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew you were the right guess for this one. <laughs> you decided to break the ice with the poop story. Huh? <laughs> that poop story broke my spirit. Honestly, I, I bet the actual event did much worse. <laughs> it's, I'm I'm not going to describe it any more than I have. It's too much. Just wait for the rhino story I have coming. It's awful. I'm excited. I can't wait. <laughs> so they, they're morphing, and some guy's like, hey, let me in. I got a shit. Let me in. Let me in. I got a shit. <laughs> and they can't say occupied because they're fly people. Yeah, now. they're like half-morphed flies. The size of a dog is the way they, they described it, yeah. which is terrifying. <laughs> so this poor yeah. dude pops open the stall and opens the door. Sees this like fleshy fly blob <laughs> yeah, man. The fleshy fly boy. And Jake just does the whole, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> with his finger or his was it proboscis yeah like he proboscis that's it yeah yeah and it's like oh that's i mean that's a disgusting image yeah but i love it i do too (laughs) that's some good animorphs like cronenberg nightmare it's oh for sure it's little bits like that make these books just unforgettable yeah and it segues nicely into jake's other event (laughs) (laughs) well well, we got to go to what happens to poor Tobias. Okay. So they turn into flies. They can't find Tobias because mm-hmm. he's lost in fly morph. Right. And he finally comes out of it. And he's like, I'm in the darkness. I'm I, in the darkness. Yeah, he, he sounds a little scared because it's just like he doesn't know where he is. And our little bird boy is in a toilet. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's in the toilet. <laughs> and someone's using the toilet. Yeah, the guy who came in. Wait, is it the same guy who saw the fly monster? Closed the door, was freaked out, but he's like, I still got to poop? No, the guy runs off, tries to get cops. They're like, okay, whatever, buddy. I, I like the idea that he went back in because he still had to poop. <laughs> I Let's just make it. That's what happened. The guy. Yeah, new cannon. The guy pooped. Yeah. And Mark is like, watch out for fallen objects. Yeah, it's. This is a scatological book so far. It's, it's, these last couple <laughs> books have been very butt forward. Yeah, but like kids love poop humor. I mean, as, as I did, yeah, uh, for sure. I still do. Yeah, with an, I have a notorious child brain, and I love all the poop jokes. <laughs> the notorious yeah. CB. Yep, <laughs> notorious child brain. That's what they call me. That's my NWA name. <laughs> what I want to know is like, what exactly are they giving people on these flights that this guy says I must have drank too much. Oh, after I, he sees the dog-sized yeah, fly, like this book does not understand out. Al- you know, honestly, all animorphs books really don't understand how alcohol works. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird because they're ostensibly written by an adult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and one who loves to drink, from what I can tell on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Grant gets whiskey. Oh yeah. He's like, oh yeah, reserve. Blah. I don't know. I don't speak Woodford whiskey. Reserve. Something like that. It's not top shelf, but the okay. one that always pops up on the Twitter. Yeah. Right. Ooh. <laughs> I love how they bring Tobias back, you know, like after he, he gets kind of lost in the fly morph and it's them just like, Tobias, not like, come on, come on back. And they're like pleading with them. And then fucking Axe just pops in with Tobias. It's me, Axe and Millie. Reassert your individual consciousness. And he's like, what? 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 Oh, God, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. My individual consciousness. I totally yeah. forgot. <laughs> God. And I love that he called himself Axamilly. Yes. Well, like, it's when you have to, like, be stern with somebody and say, hey, come back, buddy. You use your full name. 
Tyler, come back. Yeah. It's Nathaniel. Oh, God. <laughs> right? That would make me go further into the light. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I would snap you out of it. Like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's kind of what they train us to do when we're dealing with a psychotic, violent patient. Yeah. Because they're like, do you know what they train us to do? Uh, Probably, like, like, get authority a little bit, right? Well, like, get authority, you know. but then you say something like, I'm just going to use Lydia's name. It'll be like, Lydia, what'd you have for breakfast? And then, like, that engages their frontal lobe, which kind of stops them from, like, being rage monster. Yeah. That's it's true. I spent a lot of time in psych wards. So, like, that's... I've seen, you know, people have to calm down a lot of uh, people having panic attacks or mm-hmm. schizophrenic episodes, things like yeah. that. Uh, manic episodes is another mm-hmm. one. Um, hypomanic episodes. And, like, it's... The key is kind of always to... to pretty much bore them like ask them a boring question yeah just engage the frontal lobe in the worst way possible so next time tyler when you encounter that situation just tell them to uh, reassert their individualism (laughs) (laughs) yeah no your individual consciousness no you guys want to know the worst one of those i ever did what please yes it was when i was a security guard so i wasn't a nurse i was sent like i i was a security guard and in the previous episode, we established that I'm the worst security guard in the world, mm-hmm. what I used to do. And they sent me to this violent, there was a patient outburst. They had struck a staff member and they had dispatched all the security guards over there. And I was the first one to get there. And I'm a tall, big dude. Like I'm six six. I'm large. I'm scary looking. This motherfucker was taller than me. No. And I get there and... He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking kill you, fat fuck. I'm going to fucking kill you. And I'm like, I don't have anybody there with me. This guy's amping up. He's already been violent. I know he's been violent. This little thought pops into my head, and I just run with it. And I just look him straight in the eyes. I put my hands on the side of my body, and I just go, I like it when it hurts. And I bite, <laughs> and I bite my bottom lip, and he just looks at me, and he sits down. <laughs> That is a really good way to do that, though, because it's, it works every time. He just he just looked at me like, oh, God, what is this going to be? And sat down. <laughs> and then everybody yeah. showed up like 15 seconds later. And I'm like, whoa, what happened, Tyler? And I was like, I told him to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you should have told him the rest of the story. No, I've kept that one inside a lot. Might have been written in a medical journal and just be like, that's, the, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. When someone's threatening to kill you. Say you want them to fuck you to death. <laughs> that definitely works. Or at least say make it painful. Yeah. Um, also, like, can you imagine, like, I'm a bit afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. Like, Same. Uh, not a bit. I'm actually pretty afraid of 6'6 six, six over here, afraid of heights. Way to go. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. But yeah, um, like, I can't even be, like, a few feet off the ground because, like, I am very, I'm like, please leave me on the floor. I am a bipedal mammal. Do not, uh-huh. you know. So he's talking about how he's morphing and, like, he's, like, he's seeing, like, the toilet paper thing zoom by and, like, the floor is rushing up to meet him. And I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's, like, that's a recipe for vertigo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, that would scare the crap out of me. Like, I, I would still think I was going to fall even though I'm on my feet the whole I, time. I'm the same way. I absolutely hate heights. One time, Nate, <laughs> we all went to the fair, and we were on the Ferris wheel, like, the most pleasant ride in the world. And we checked my, like, my Fitbit that I had at the time, and my heart rate was like 140. That's how afraid oh of heights God. I was. I, I love heights. I don't know what you it's, I hate fools them. are all about. 
I, I love. Well, you're insane. I love death. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no, it's more of just one of those things. My brain, my brain doesn't register that I'm in danger. So really, you two are the smart ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I didn't even know I was high. afraid of heights. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like. I think of riding the Ferris wheel, my hands start to sweat. Yeah, like that's how uncomfortable heights. Well, you make also me. hate flying too. Oh yeah, I hate it. Yeah, it's a scary nightmare. We should not do it. We should not be in a metal tube in the sky. It's an affront I to like God. It. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it too. It's it's an excuse for me to just kind of allow myself to be bored a little bit and just like you know zone out, watch some dumb TV, have a good time. Oh no, yeah. when Nate, when we were flying to China, the most scared I've ever been in my life is when I got up to take a dump. Because I was in this tiny little bathroom, mm-hmm. ten, ten, a million miles in the air, yeah, and I'm thinking I'm gonna die with my butt out. <laughs> and you whole... can fucking hear like the sky going by you yep. in the from the toilet. Yep, yeah, like, that does not help either. That's <laughs> nope. that's the least uh, cool part of the plane, in my opinion. I no, I'm in there and just like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, not everything's good. rattling and like that's that's the scary part. Of so the plane. so Jake like, is nervous going into this mission, right? Like he's already not feeling great. Like because he's he's yelling at Marco, just like kind of like, hey, don't don't cause mm-hmm. any trouble. And then Marco, of course, is like swimming in the Salisbury steak gravy <laughs> yeah. of the owner of the airline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they get on the plane. Marco's like, it's fine. I'm in Salisbury steak land. It tastes better when you're a fly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they hear, oh, there's so many flies here. Can you do something about this? And this leads to a, a good traumatic incident. Probably yeah. one we'll hear about in later books. I this have no is, clue. This is one of the stronger like deaths in the books, yeah. I think, so far. Well, because Jake brings up that like everyone's kind of had that moment, mm-hmm. right? So um, Marco's ants, I guess. Dolphin 2. Dolphin 2. Well, well yeah. But yeah, but like in this book, he specifically calls it. And he got his guts ripped out as a gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake also mentions the termites mm-hmm. with, with uh, Cassie. Mm-hmm. And now he's about to get one of his own. He doesn't yeah. have one yet. Now he has one. It's flies. <laughs> yeah. Here's what happens is that um, he tells everyone to just kind of like play it cool. I guess he just like flies to the back of the of the airplane and out of first class which makes sense because you Mm -hmm. know first class people they just want to be done and over with flying and you know he thinks like okay it'd be better if we move to the back so he goes through the hallway area and he gets swatted by one of the flight attendants and not just like casually like batted around because like every time i swat a fly i don't necessarily kill it i just kind of like stun it (laughs) Because, right. you know, I have weak baby arms. I can't kill a fly. <laughs> so, but, like, this guy, like, nails Jake. Yeah. Like, squishes him against, like, the ceiling. Yeah. Right? And so... And his guts are hanging out. His friend's like, oh, my God, what happened? But Jake, even with his, like, wings destroyed, some of his legs gone, all Jake says is, I floated through the air. I was kind of serene now, kind of peaceful. Although when I realized half my body was gone, I felt concerned. It was a faraway concern. Like I was worried about something I was watching on TV, not something that was happening to me. And then his friends were like, come on, we gotta get you out of here, we gotta get you out of here. He's like, what were they yell- all yelling about? Yelling and bugging me. And he's just like, dying. Like He's, yeah. like, he's resigned himself to death, and he's like, this is peaceful. I'm gonna go. This- He's pretty much like beyond shock at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. When like he's not just in shock, like he's he's literally in shock and dying. So like his I, I don't know how a fly would respond to that, but like 
you know, even his human brain is like, it doesn't know how to respond to it either. It's just like, what, what can you do other than, you know, like allow, like, I guess flies don't feel much pain probably. Well, so I think it's a human response too, though, because like, yeah, I don't like, I haven't had like any terrible accidents. So Mm -hmm. yay me, (laughs) humble brag. Uh, But like, you know, the worst thing I had was I broke my leg once. And, you know, it, it was me being a, a cool dude and jumping off of something too high, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no fear of heights. And, like, the reaction wasn't like, oh, I'm in pain now. This is painful. Instead, like, it was just kind of like, oh, huh. like, my, mo- my leg isn't moving as well as it used to. And something feels wrong. And then yeah. when everyone gathered around, they were like, oh, Nate, Nate. what? Uh, like, the fear in their eyes were the things that kind of triggered me that I was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I think that's kind of a common thing is that, mm-hmm. like, you know, when people are in a really bad accident, they don't necessarily register that they're in danger. But only when it's reflected back to them through other people saying, oh, shit. <laughs> that's yeah. when it really kind of sinks in. I've seen, I've seen all the responses with what I do. And some of... Some people die very peacefully, and then some people, it's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Death. Fucking weird. Tyler it's, McCarty. <laughs> it's, like, I had a patient pass away, and the patient was just like, I don't feel good, man. I don't feel good. It's like, no, it, it, you're going to be okay. We're going to help. We're, we're doing everything we can. He's like, I feel myself leaving my body, and he just started to sweat, and I, like, I felt my asshole pucker. The doctor yeah, felt no the doctor felt his asshole pucker, <sighs> and the patient's like, "Oh, can you get my sister here?" And oh, it was yeah. He was just like, it was one of the weirdest deaths that I've ever witnessed because it just the the patient went from fine to feeling like they were going to die like like that and. He felt every bit of it. That's like terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. it's stuck with me. Like that phrase, "I feel myself leaving my body," has stuck with me all these fucking years. Did you see? Yeah, that? like. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was I was just agreeing, but yeah. It's the ones where they're like, "Hell yeah!" Like the people. <laughs> Wait, somebody's like, "Hell, hell <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm dying!" Oh yeah, <laughs> see what hell bitches. <laughs> I had one. I had this super old demented the person with dementia like on their way out their heart was actively like stopping and i was giving them medicine to make sure they weren't feeling pain that they weren't feeling anxiety but their mind was gone and at one point this patient grabbed my syringe when i was done with it pantomimed lighting it like a cigarette took a drag <laughs> off the syringe was like it's going to be okay <laughs> <laughs> As I looked at this person, and like three minutes later, they were dead. <laughs> it's like hell, yeah. I want to go like that. That's the way to go. That's the way. That's the only way to go, man. Yeah. That is amazing. They Jake had, does not do this. No, Jake is just. I'm just gonna go to heaven, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he's thinking about the mission. He's yeah. A, he's a mission man, mm-hmm. and like as a mission man, when he's dying, he's just like. They're all begging for him to transform because that's what he should do. Right. You know, go heal yourself. I don't care if it looks weird. We'll figure it out. Right. We will figure this out. Right. But he won't do it. He has to be in like the bathroom first. So 
they do what I think is kind of a pseudo-religious iconography thing where they all fly around him and carry him through yep. to the bathroom, and they're all supporting him. The eagles him. are coming, Frodo. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and like, fly squad paramedics gang gang. <laughs> <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Uh, so he morphs back in the bathroom. Yeah. And the next chapter, they're out of the plane, and it's this nice little breather between Cassie and Jake. Yeah, like a nice human moment. Yeah, where she's like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. She's like, you know, you don't have to be okay all the time. Well, like, he he's walking out, and he's just, like, vibrating. Yeah. Because he died. <laughs> he's, he's, like, zonked out, no emotion. Disassociated, one might say. Yeah, which I think is a fairly normal response that, that that is the response if you're not disassociating after being crushed alive then something is terribly wrong with you yeah yeah because disassociate disassociating seems pretty cool i've never done ketamine <laughs> but i've given it to a lot of patients and it seems fucking great so i'd like to try it yeah it's confusing i'll tell you that it's, <laughs> like, i've never done ketamine but i've had my fair share of like disassociative moments and it's uh-huh. you're just like i was there but i wasn't there how was i there when i wasn't there it's like it's it's a pretty big mind fuck, but it's not a mind yeah. fuck. It's it's really confusing. <laughs> that that I want to try one day. You experience it, but you don't understand it. It's so weird. All right, that okay, yeah, listeners. If you have any ketamine, invite me over. <laughs> <laughs> me personally, I want to go into the fly hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. You, you want to get f hold? Yeah. <laughs> that Matthias is... did that, dude. It wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah, he did. The yeah, I did. <laughs> So they have this nice little moment where he's like, no, I'm the leader. I have to be strong. Yeah, that, that's the... Th- well, here we get to the nut of the book, which is... Don't laugh at that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a phrase people say. We love to get the nut. Yeah. <laughs> we love the notes, don't we, <laughs> They say I've got the biggest nut. Everybody. <laughs> I'm just gonna clip that out. Have it on the have it on the upcoming soundboard I'm making. Yeah. Oh wait, um I also wanted to uh to go back to um just really quick. His sure. first impulse, like after he demorphs, is to swat the flies. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's like it's so crazy how like like I kept thinking about how you know they when they morph the animal instincts take over, but this time he demorphed and the human instincts took over. Right. You know, like it, it's that was that's a really cool kind of parallel. that is that is a nice little nod to that, and I think it also sort of plays into him disassociating a little bit, where he's yeah. like, oh yeah, time to kill flies. Well, yeah, I think also what it highlights for me is like. How there's a human instinct sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think about a human instinct because you're in it all the time. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, like, as soon as he turns human, like, he goes into the I love taste, me crush it, fly <laughs> mode. Although, yeah. like, I'm not I'm not a big fly crusher. I tend to, like, scoot spiders and other things out instead of smash. Mainly because I don't yeah. want to deal with the mess. Yeah. Same. I mean, I did just have to kill a rat. But I'll tell that story. Aww. I'll tell that story on the David episodes. <laughs> Okay, great. Save it for David. Yeah, save it for David. Uh, so then there's like some weird minutiae about buying clothes yeah, and like that, that wiring money yeah, from that was, Western Union. That I, was weird. I don't get why Rachel just doesn't squeeze her dad for money. He'll do it. I he, mean, I think that's what this is, probably. Yeah, right? Like, that makes sense. 
I she mean, probably gets a pretty good allowance. To be yeah, honest. This, yeah, they, they seem fairly well off. Well, their house yeah. burned down and they were cool with it. So I imagine <laughs> yeah. that like it's fine. They have money. Man, what's it like to have a house? I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I'll never know, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, none, none of us will, yeah. guys. Yeah. Let's just come to terms with that. No, I, I don't need a house. I've got an Animorphs podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is my home. Yeah, this is you the guys. house. This is the house we built together, Nate. <laughs> Of course, what happens next is uh, they go to a Taco Bell and Axe gets the boot because he's <laughs> just licking hot sauce off of everything. Which, yeah, we've done that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've been kicked out of Taco Bells for stealing the sauce. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, Actually, I, how many fast food restaurants have you been kicked out of? Definitely the Roseburg Taco Bell. Yeah. Roseburg is a very small town where Nate and I grew up. They only have one Taco Bell. So they can't keep you out for long. You'll get back in. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, they just don't care. Um, so... They're at Taco Bell, of course. I mean, what do you guys order from Taco Bell? Do they have Taco Bell where you're at, Lydia? They do. Um, and I I guess my, like, I don't think I've actually tried anything other than the steak quesadilla and oh. chicken quesadilla. You're, you I, are my soulmate. Oh, those are those yeah. are in my order. They okay. are so fucking good. Like, I can't, I can't eat, like, uh, less than two of them at a time. Oh, yeah, for so sure. God, so the good. cheese is strange. It like, is. It's not, like... Because I make quesadillas, they're easier than buying them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not not to dunk on your choice of Taco Bell order, but it's just like, you know, it's just like, yeah, you get well, a tortilla. The, the and Taco cheese. Bell quesadilla is a wonder. It's a it's a it's cheese a, sauce. They don't even use yeah, it. Yeah, that sauce though, man. That sauce. It's so fucking That's, good. It's oh. like it's mayonnaise based, isn't it? Like it's weird creamy. I don't care what it's I don't care what the base is. I care how it makes my brain and my heart feel. Yeah, Good. like it, it feels amazing, but then forty years later, like you're gonna die immediately. Oh, see, my go-to <laughs> order is the seven-layer burrito. It's hidden. It's the hidden menu. That's your. That's your yeah. Guy? It is every time I get a seven-layer burrito because it, instead of like layering it proper like burrito style, where it's like um, vertical along the burrito, mm-hmm. they layer the seven layers horizontal. So one bite is like ooh beans, one bite's rice, and then it's like one bite sour cream, <laughs> one ooh. bite guacamole. <laughs> Now I want Taco Bell. This is and you know what? They actually oh wait, maybe it's open now because the only Taco Bell in this city is in a mall food court and that what? was all shut down. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, guys, like I don't need, I I'm really not impressed about it. Because <laughs> no, I that, fucking love it. Like, that's that's fucking listen, Amer- America doesn't have a lot. It has a lot of Taco Bells. <laughs> we do have a lot of Taco Bells. Yeah. Oh my god. So my order is I get three things every time. Hmm. Steak quesadilla. Crunchwrap Supreme mm-hmm. and Cinnamon Twists. Cinnamon Twists. Oh yeah, that's controversial c- choice. Why is that? Those are good. They wreck my mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's it, like Captain Crunch. Going, if you want it, if you're ordering Taco Bell, you're wrecking your mouth. Yeah. No matter whether. Yeah, but I like a soft wrecking of the mouth. I, I don't want like. <laughs> oh. Then if I got something for you. <laughs> you're a soft wrecker. I'm a hard wrecker, man. Yeah. Like, I'm on the Nate right. team right now. I've never tried a <laughs> Crunchwrap Supreme, but yeah, it's oh, fucking that. steak burrito gang gang. Or steak it's, quesadilla gang gang. It's so fucking good. Yeah. So fucking yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, I literally need to know how to make that fucking sauce. It's so fucking good. I'm going to look up the recipe and just share it online, and then we'll we'll be all about it. So Taco Bell is also oh, a great yeah. place to go after you have a traumatic incident. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's a place where you go to unwind is just to Taco Bell and just like, it's cheap and good and let's not talk. Yeah. I mean, they no, could've... seriously, that like, let me just say, though, like if you've just gone through something like extremely traumatic or you're ha- you've had an anxiety attack or you're having you had a manic episode and you're coming down or, if you know, I guess you did a lot of speed and you're finally hungry. 
something shitty food there's something mm-hmm. about it it just brings you back to life yep absolutely yeah like when i'm at my lowest i'll go to a taco bell and i'll feel a little better yeah yeah <laughs> like if you hit that rock bottom like that taco bell is just slightly above it yep <laughs> just slightly yeah. above rock bottom. <laughs> it's like taco bell is self-care <laughs> yeah so they get their taco bell and it's not it's time to go to aol yeah, they go to the AOL building, and there just happens to be a tour. <laughs> yeah, there's a tour of old folks who love these children. <laughs> yeah, and oh, how does the nun know where the Web Access America building is? Oh, yeah, the nun Catholic. who tells them. Strangely enough, she knew where it was. <laughs> like, she lives there, dude, chill. <laughs> <laughs> how, was it God? <laughs> Every, everybody knows where the most famous building of their town is. Yeah, like, yeah. I know where to, I can get you to the Nike building from here easy. It's no problem. Like <laughs> Intel's just down the road too. Yeah. What, let's. What's the? I can get you to Austin Stadium in Eugene. <laughs> That's the place. I. What else is more popular in Eugene, Oregon, than the Austin Stadium? Weed. That's everywhere. <laughs> you can get it everywhere, especially Eugene. I don't know. Point eight this time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm winning the same. podcast. <laughs> yes. God damn We're it. We're keeping score now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they, they they take their information from the nun and they head to AOL. They get in the tour mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we have to make a distraction. Oh, before we get there, let me make one point. Mm. Marco sees the portrait of the owner, Joe Bob Fenestra, I guess is how Fenestra. It's, Fenestra. It's, it's French for window. <laughs> like defenestration. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Joe yeah. Bob window and AOL. Yeah. Where did the Joe Bob part? Come wait, hold up, wait. Because he was a janitor. It's Bill Gates oh. windows. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what that is. Son of a bitch. I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, I was pretty irritated about it too, Nate. Like seriously. <laughs> uh, so Marco sees Joe Bob Windows portrait, and he's like, "Man, this guy's got it all figured out." This guy, he's the true American hero. This is the American dream. And I look at that and I think, Marco's an Elon Musk guy. Yeah. Like, yes. He's an uh, Elon Musk reply guy. He's an early investor in like that stupid flamethrower. <laughs> oh, my God. My favorite thing about this, where, like, where he's worshiping the photo and he starts sharing all these Joe Bob Finestra facts. And uh, he's like, Mr. Finestra is worth $24.9 billion. That's billion with a B as in billion. And Axe chimes in with, is that a lot of dollars? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm starting to think that perhaps like the Andalites are in a cashless society. I think they are. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. I really think that they might be like a kind of cashless socialist society because like they, like they, they don't have like uh industrial farming they basically live in meadows they they don't they have nothing to... to trade like they don't yeah. really have much in the way of property right like yeah like all they do is sit around in advanced society and technology it's like and be a dick heaven. about it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they're fucking idiots they're assholes like, i mean probably. yeah if you're gonna talk about space socialists they're gonna be dickheads. yeah like yeah they're, they're gonna like they're gonna have good like ideas but like they're just gonna be kind of like uppity about it <laughs> if you if you think we're bad with twitter just wait till we get light speed travel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll really like pick on your um God, what was that the carcuterie plate thing oh yeah they're like yeah. <laughs> making a meat plate is classist <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh 
charcuterie. Yeah, they'll do that. Yeah, that guy, the guy, like that girl who like did that. You know, she's dating my friend. Like he's actually a really close friend of mine. And when I saw that somebody had posted, this is how rich people eat. Actually, I was like, if you had any fucking. That's... Like I do that, I just don't like politely cut it up. I just kind of like eat out of the fridge like a monster. <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah, it's like bite of a summer sausage and just like squeeze mustard in my mouth. Good times, right? And it's that shit doesn't cost very much money. No, like no, you can buy no. that like at a Winco, like get some gherkins and you know, like you're for like two bucks. All right, yeah, Steiner. it was like a twenty dollar plate, and the only reason she she did that is because like she is actually a really wonderful person, and she tries to make his life good okay right. like every time i see like a play plate like my life is immediately better yeah yeah and it's i mean i love cheese and meat and and pickles like it's perfect and calamata olives and yeah. oh my god just and, give me one right now and fucking poor people have had their version of charcuterie plates since forever i remember yeah. growing up and going to like potlucks with other poor families and they've got that Safeway like meat and cheese and fruit plate like, yeah it's just turkey lunch meat and roast beef with cheddar cheese it's the same fucking thing yeah, yeah it's, it's an upgraded lunchable yeah it's it's fucking fine yeah bologna sandwiches are fine guys <laughs> yeah they're good shut up <laughs> I mean you're not wrong they're good you fry bologna yeah, oh man fuck I could eat fried mm. bologna all damn day we can't we gotta talk about animals we can't be doing this <laughs> we're getting into animals don't worry the food chat I have voice. ADHD okay making me focus is ableist <laughs> <laughs> got his ass <laughs> <laughs> all your points are gone yeah no i keep my points it's it's not <laughs> sorry nate but no marco is definitely an elon musk guy right yeah and 100 i mean it's totally in line with his character the impotent rage incel who worships the billionaire yeah because he, he that he wants power he just doesn't understand how right. it works like i know i'm coming at this with a very leftist lens but it's hard to see this as anything other than what that is no it's insecurity that's why it, people who have insecurity and don't quite know how to solve that they want to solve it with like money and power yes <laughs> yeah that's that's what it is i also like the like the uh decision making that kind of leads up to them uh saying we have to create a distraction because there's actually a really good conversation there about consent um, oh, they yeah, start yeah. talking about morphing humans and like whether or not they can do that, and it, it they inevitably land on you know their uh, uh, let's see here here well, it is it's um, a split decision right yeah so it's a they're saying basically like we acquired DNA from some of the people who work here we morph them and walk right in and as soon as the words were out of my mouth I thought wow there's something really not right about this. Um, and that's what Cassie says immediately after. Uh, Marco says he thinks it's brilliant, possibly immortal, immoral, but brilliant. So more Elon Muskery from him. <laughs> um, Axe says it's practical because humans are the animals that are native to this particular environment. Rachel points out that we are a little more arrogant than that. Um, Axe so, does kind of have a point, yeah. I think, to, to an extent. Like, yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to think about. I would take human DNA, I think, in this like with it being like this is not a cool thing to do. I I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do it either. Okay. Because I know the pettiness in me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I would not I don't know. I mean, consent is a huge thing for me personally. Sure. And it feels like I'm not saying it's not for you. I'm just saying I don't think I could take someone else's DNA and become them and feel okay with myself about it. 
I, I also my my main uh, problem with or the reason that I think this is impractical is um they don't have any adult clothes. Yeah, that no, too. Yeah, they would just walk. They, in they're just <laughs> walking around adults with their hogs and their juicy bits out. Hello. Yeah, fin- finally, everybody knows what gender acts is. Like. Yeah. I'm just picturing like it's basically an Andalite's head down there, and he's in human morph. <laughs> Sorry, Lydia. I saw you drinking there. <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. I, I I almost did a spit take all over my keyboard. That was that was good. I I, I literally pictured that. That that that's not gonna I mean, leave my head. Listen, we all know what Axe's face looks like. It's not. Yeah. And it's it's funny because his his nose looks kind of like a pussy. <laughs> listen, he has a pussy nose. We we all know this. Uh, it's like, how do they fuck? Is it through their feet? Yeah, I, yeah, they do like a little high five clump, and there's like kind of just like a little back back five. I've kind of come around to the penis and the tail idea. No, they're not like it's not Avatar. They're not. What if they're like, like the Navi and they've got like crazy like the Navi from Avatar and they've got the you know the, the duck penis out, in their hair. Stocks. No, yeah, like no, like um, like like the stocks have like those little you Ooh. know linking cables, uh-huh. they, like, like the fiber optic little things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, I don't. I'm going to draw all this in a rudimentary way. Okay. <laughs> cool. Thanks. I'm going to figure this out. I'd be a post it to the weird. Twitter. Let everyone see your cool artwork. I will. Yeah. Totally normal. <laughs> yeah. Just absolute what I should spend my brain power on. Yeah. Well, it's a split. So Rachel and Marco are for it. Yeah. Um, Cassie's against it. Cassie's Tobias against it. is indifferent because he's a bird. Yeah. He's left the world of men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does not care. Uh, so like it's up to, to Jake to kind of make the choice and he yeah. decides to not yeah they make a great decision because they're saying if we make decisions like this it leads to us becoming like the Yerks yeah I like if we slowly give pieces of ourselves in the hunt for a better world then what are we leaving behind of ourselves I suppose yeah. it, it just seems like I'm not a big fan of slippery slope arguments and that seems kind of <laughs> like one of those where it's just like you know it, they have killed people. They're they're well past the point of being like that kind of violence. I think is just past consent. They they have they're they're doing the thing. They, yeah, they've definitely done awful things. Right, and like it's not to say you should continue to do more awful things, but the alternative is if this goes sideways, they could just like kill everyone in the building, and they would do that. Yeah, they, this is actually kind of like their their whole like slippery slope argument. It's, I don't even like. It's kind of like the way the Democrats are refusing to uh, attack this new um, Supreme Court lady, yeah. whatever, because because they don't want to be seen as attacking a woman. The, the high road leads you nowhere sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. It, it's yeah. It's I not mean, a yeah, great when time. your enemy will win at any means possible, you kind of also have to win by any means possible. Right. And we see that later with our awesome yerk <laughs> yeah <laughs> right is this but like, this is a personal ethical dilemma like yeah. i don't think they could live with themselves so at least it's not 100 percent a slippery slope slope argument but if it was then it would be kind of invalid. Yeah. it's but it's a great thing to think about when you're a fucking 8 to 13 year old or even as an adult it's a great little moral quandary yeah yeah but like you're right it is also it would be a dog shit plan because what would they do as humans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have a distraction. Well, we're all naked. Let's have sex with each other. Like, Marco, yeah. stop oh, pitching that. <laughs> okay, Stephen King. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're not Shit. the last chapter of it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh god, that was grody. But like, yeah. also, like, what are they going to do? Like, lure a scientist, knock him out, take his clothes? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, their 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 plan is a lot better. Oh yeah, this plan in the like pantheon of Animorphs plans or visual images that stick in your yeah, head. That's do you there. think this will ever get out of your head? It's it's fish tube tier for me of like Animorph images. <laughs> Like the the fish tube, I don't know if you remember, Lydia. Oh, from... the fish tube, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Yeah. Okay, so you know, like, what was it? They were draining a lake, and their yeah. their idea to infiltrate the the sky fortress was to like go into the the <laughs> lake draining, the, swim up the spaceship's penis, into right? The... Without thinking that they're gonna land into a tank that really doesn't need to go anywhere. <laughs> There's two fish tube moments in this series too, because later on they turn into eels. Oh, I was about to say, like, oh, and. Spoiler. And they jump. Is that a spoiler? I can't remember. Yeah, which it, one it that doesn't matter. No, it's fine. Yeah, there's a lot of fish tube moments. Do they turn into yeah. the dreaded Kenderu? <laughs> yes, <laughs> they swim up Visser Three's penis. Excellent. Oh shit! No, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get them. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so, but like, this is a good plan. They're just Alaran is having a hard time, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he earned it. <laughs> he did. Yeah. When you yeah. when you try to do a whole slew of war crimes, you deserve a little penis trauma. Yeah. Yeah. That's only fair. <laughs> so their plan is Rachel's going to be the bear. Jake's going to be the tiger. Mm-hmm. Tobias is the hawk while Marco and Axe go hack the Matrix. Yeah. They hack the Gibson. Yes. Okay. We'll stick with your hackers reference. I love hackers. Yes. <laughs> Crash and burn. Crash and burn. <laughs> that was actually what I was thinking about um like earlier when we were talking about like this is like the nineties computer age. I was like, this we are they are hackers right now. Yep. Like, Hike the planet! Hike the planet! Shut up and get in the car. Hike the planet! Yep, they are absolutely hackers. So Bear Rachel, Tiger Jake, and Tobias go out into this little foyer area. Rachel in bear form is mopping the floor. Mopping a carpet. Yeah, mopping yep. a carpet. Jake's got the <laughs> jug of <laughs> the bucket of water in his mouth. Yeah. And Tobias is flying in a circle, just tears, tears, tears. And this is the first time in this book out of two times that they managed to pull something off sheerly by surprising people that an animal is doing something weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. well, I would look at it. I would be just like, what? Oh, I, I would not be able to look away. Imagine this happening in the age of smartphones. There would be a billion videos. <laughs> this is like uh, pizza so rat is what this is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, also, like thinking about this image of like a bear mopping and a tiger with a bucket and a like a freaked out eagle just flying around. <laughs> that's my second like animorph tattoo. If I get a second animorph tattoo, okay. would be that would, be, would be that scene. I think that's a great yeah. one, right? Because like a, like we don't. We don't have to decide on the Animorphs tattoo. We can finish this whole series and then pick one. Well, that's why I'm ranking them now. Okay. Although, like, I, you know, like the Tobias with the Dracon beam, I think, is... It's pretty dope. It's the one. Um, yeah, that's But, yeah, so the plan works <laughs> without a fl- like flawlessly because it's a brilliant plan. Yes, it really is. They go in. They hack the Matrix. They have to memorize a bunch of screen names because I guess uh-huh. AOL is, like, Google and knows all your <laughs> secrets. Yeah, which, I mean, probably true. It's like, yeah, they register with their real name and address, I guess. <laughs> oh, bonus, they have their shoes around their necks the whole time, too. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. They tie the shoes like a bear <laughs> with a shoe necklace. <laughs> yeah. Mopping the floor. They spend a lot of money on those shoes. Yeah. 
and it works. Yep. And they're going to lose them when they morph and go back on the plane anyway. So that's a really fun little, like, why did you do that? Uh, like, it's a, th- that was included there just to be silly. And thank uh, you, Catherine, for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, <laughs> Kathy Apples knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah, Cassie Like, had- that image... Uh, Cassie as the bear, or no, sorry, Marco as the gorilla with axe as the snake around his neck. That's oh, a great yeah, image. Using the snake whip? Yeah, the snake whip. <laughs> yeah. The killer move of just like, let's hurt my friend. <laughs> so that works. Some some goons show up. Yeah, some hired goons show up. And Cassie has the boring job of like having to stink him up. Yeah, she skunks him real good. Yeah, because she's a skunk. <laughs> and they run away. The Animorphs get into the elevator, take it to the floor. By that time, cops showed up. And they're like, hey, have you seen a bear? And Rachel's like, yeah, bear, whatever. <laughs> Idiots. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Dumbass pig cops. Don't know what you're talking about. Like, Rachel has the power of being a teenager looking down on you, which is the most dangerous thing. Oh, yeah. I fear it now as a 34-year-old man. God, could you imagine? Like teenage girls are fucking terrifying. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, they have, don't even be embarrassed. They have all the power in the world. Yeah, they can just yeah. walk up to any like middle-aged man. He's like, huh? Yeah, nice clothes, <laughs> and like wreck his day. <laughs> did, did I tell yeah. you the last time I had my day wrecked by a teenage girl? Uh, no. Okay, here it is. I was at Walmart and I was buying beer, and I go to the self checkout, and there's like this between sixteen and nineteen year old girl in control of working the self checkout. And it says, I scan it, it says, attendant needed. Mm -hmm. And there's a sign up that says, we ID anyone who looks under 40. And this 16-year-old girl comes, looks at me, looks me up and down, and then just scans her card and walks away without asking for my ID. Damn. And I'm like, fuck, she got my ass. (laughs) Oh, man. No, it's fine. I, I could do nothing but just laugh internally. And like, you know, like the... She's going to inherit a world of fire, so that works out for her. Yeah, she said no word. It's just the look up and down and then the swiping and then walking away. Just the sheer power of teenage girls, you got to respect it. You know, they're they're incredible and uh, people shouldn't discount them. Yeah, they're fucking strong. Yep. I, I love that. that we find out um, that uh, Marco is getting catfished by a 73-year-old retired <laughs> yeah, postal right. worker. That's how this. That's how this arc, like this little mini uh, break-in, ends. Is Marco finding out that he was hitting on some like seventy-five-year-old postal worker? Which, yeah, you know, like, yeah, you deserve that one, Marco. Yeah, I and mean, I- pretty girl, eight oh two, dude, yeah. dude. <laughs> I mean, and they get back to the plane, and or they get back to the airport, and Jake is undeniably terrified of having to do this fly thing again. Yeah, he died, yeah, he died. <laughs> for a second there. Yeah. He doesn't want to do it. And I can't believe how like insensitive they're being to him about it too. Like Yeah. Well, he I, got like they've they've all had close brushes with death, so they know how fucked up it feels. Uh-huh. He had his guts on on a plane, you know, like and and they're just like, "Well, no, we got to go. It's fine. Whatever." And like Cassie is the only person who gives a shit about how he feels. Like yeah. her it, constant It's, it's a tricky sympathy. situation to handle though, I think, cuz like if you respond to Jake with pity, he's going to double down of, I don't feel fear, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you kind of let him have it, right? Like, that's the response. Isn't yeah. It? It's just like, no, yeah, you're, you're, you're a strong dude. I'm so, like, I'm yeah. so envious of your power. You're the leader, man. <laughs> like, you got this. We trust you. That, that's what yeah. you have to do. Because, like, you can't, like, force him to come to the conclusion of, no, it's cool that you're freaked out by dying. Right. And Jake, to his credit, leans into that and... Because for better or worse, Jake is their leader, and he has to be their example of strength. 
And he even says, I have to do that. Yeah, but like... That's why the leadership structure is bad for the Animorphs. <laughs> it's, I'm just going to lay that one out. That's true. Like, Cassie's like, why don't, why don't you just tell them how you're feeling? He's like, that's not what leaders do. And Jake says, once again, I started to walk away, but Cassie grabbed my arm. Look, maybe you're right, but I'll bet even great generals and presidents or whatever have friends they can be honest with. People who would never lose faith in them no matter what. I had the strangest desire to burst out crying right then. I also had a desire to hug Cassie really hard. I didn't do either. I mean, Jesus, man. Talk about being pigeonholing yourself into not feeling. That's Jake right there. Yeah. yeah. And he has um, some really toxic ideas about what a leader does. Like he's talking about how he can't be human. It's not about respect. It's not about being scared. It's about letting fear tell you what to do. Um, You know, if I give in to fear, then everyone that gives everyone permission to give in to fear, which is a pretty Churchillian way of looking at things. Um, And like, you know, good on her for tossing that in. But he's also in a way right because the reason that he's the leader isn't because he should be the leader. It's because he's the only person who will make a decision. Mm-hmm. So and like, yeah. So, but like he's turning, he's becoming militarized is kind of like, what Oh yeah, for sure. This. Is that like, you know, he's, he's like, I can't be human in order to do the things that I have to do, which right. is like, all right, damn, enjoy your war crimes, bud. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it like we know this reading as adults like uh-huh. okay yeah no that this is a bad decision you're going down a bad path but like at, at that age that's and if you at that age given that amount of responsibility a lot of people would make that choice i probably would right right like you, you kind of like that's the de- default response is just kind of stiff upper lip mm-hmm. don't you know don't feel shit right now right. man yeah you know which sucks it sucks it's a hard thing to do and i think this is a compelling way to express that for a kid's book yep well yeah. it it should have more negative consequences immediately i mean it should because <laughs> like right now it kind of is encouraging it it, on it, it almost reads as like a a pep speech for other young readers right which is not great but i will say this is I've said it before. This is probably the best Jake book so far Mm -hmm. because it starts with him. Oh, B-Ball 24. I love basketball. Online chatting. I love being there with my bros. I I love sports and the power of tigers. But then there's this, for the first time, hugely mature and emotional choice that he has to make in which he separates himself from the group. Like This is the first non-surface level decision that we get to see real emotional turmoil cause. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty well written. Yeah. Sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> I didn't have no, a joke. I didn't have a joke there. Come on, mix some of Animorphs is not funny. You yeah, know, like. absolutely. <laughs> and then, he, like chapter thirteen is fear is the mind killer. Yeah, the chapter <laughs> it really is. Like I got the nailed end of, it. I got the end of that chapter. Like the end of this chapter was so beautifully and awfully written. Not off like bad, but it's like he's having dinner with his family mm-hmm. instead of doing his research on Joe Bob Finestra. And, and he does homework. Yeah, he does homework. And his <laughs> like, mom his mom says, You're awfully quiet, Jake, my mother said. Thinking deep thoughts? I smiled. I was thinking this was cool. We should all have dinner together more often. I looked at Tom. It was nice. I hope nothing ever happens to us. I hope we'll always be together. The yerk inside Tom's head searched Tom's memory. The yerk opened his memory and read it like a book. 
He played the strings of Tom's brain like a violinist squeezing perfect notes out of a violin. The yerk found the answer that Tom would have made. It aimed Tom's eyes and made Tom's face smile sardonically. It opened Tom's mouth and made Tom say the words Tom would have said if he'd been able. Hey, Mom, no more tiramisu for Jake. The liqueur is making him mushy. I laughed the way I should, and I thought to myself, The day will come, Yerk, when I will tear you out of his head and destroy you for what you've done to my family. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. He, he gets teased with peace, and then that flashback of, oh, yeah, uh, we're still at war. Yeah, it's like, I am not safe even at home. Yeah. Like... Yeah, this... there's a duality to it, you know, like he's it, like, I know what it's like to have a loved one, a family member who um, it seems like there's just this force possessing them and controlling them. You know, like I was with mm-hmm. a guy for 10 years who all of a sudden uh, in 2015, when Trump brand turned into an all right white supremacist, even though he was mm-hmm. half black, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it was just like there's a lot of things said in this chapter where you know, where Jake is questioning, like, why don't people understand that what counts is peace and love and being able to tell stories and dumb jokes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's being told that he should be taken seriously. And that's what these people really need to hear, really. Um, And like that, that sort of pain and that duality that he has to live where he's simultaneously like an 11, 12 year old kid or whatever. But he's also like, he's fighting for the, his like his entire family's life they have no idea what's it's just it's honestly it's it's kind of beyond my ability to describe like the like the viciousness and hostility that he has to carry with him in order to bring about the peace tranquility and love that he wants is it, it like at times it kind of tears him apart no that was really beautifully said thank you for that that's a really excellent point it, and he's constantly reminded of it too like yeah it's always like a you know there's no escape from the reminders of the good times it'd almost be better if he couldn't like you know think about how good it was Mm -hmm. because that constant reminder it seems just only bring up rage right right? like it goes from like that was a really good time we had i'm gonna kill that yurk i'm going to i'm going to rip it from my brother's head and smash it yeah yeah Yeah. and it's like that snap back and forth is essentially just gonna like tear him up yeah, right, like it's, it's, I mean, that's the duality of soldiers, isn't it? Or anybody yeah. in war. Yeah. Where it's like, why am I here versus what do I have to do while I'm here in war? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a soldier. I'm weak and scared. Yeah, we're both cowards. <laughs> and not just that, but also, like, is what I'm doing going to bring about the result that I ostensibly want? Are the people mm-hmm. who are commanding me or are the forces who are commanding me the right people to follow? Because at a lot of times, the Andalites prove themselves to be pretty morally bankrupt yeah absolutely yeah which yeah looking forward to more of that oh yeah the hork butcher chronicles (laughs) you're gonna love it excellent yeah it's it's coming up is is our good friend jerahammy in it Uh, yes yes, he is hell yeah at the beginning and the end (laughs) but that is actually that it's so dope that the hork butcher chronicles are actually like the some of the best material it's it's probably the best standalone story in animorphs yeah probably one of my favorites looking forward to it it's so yeah jake like i think that is the most compelling like most well-written jake chapter in animorph so far it gives him character in ways that he just never had yeah right I mean, he's, no, he's like an airheaded himbo like I think, yes <laughs> I think he still is but like you know don't confuse like 
being like you know intelligent with not having emotions right right, right like fair. he's not smart he still makes bad decisions mm-hmm. he doesn't think things through he's still a a sports himbo right. but like that doesn't mean he doesn't feel shit right right yeah. and he doesn't feel bad about his choices yeah himbos feel... have feelings yeah they have feelings <laughs> they have a, i'm gonna write that one an down emotional too. core <laughs> himbo rights yeah himbo rights <laughs> so it's i mean it's very beautifully written the next chapter is them talking about the people that they looked up online. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it starts going into Scooby Doo territory. Yeah, they a start bit. talking about all the all the mufos they doxed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of them don't matter. There's two, right? Yeah, there's Gump, yeah. and then there's Fighty. Uh, yeah, yeah. What what was the Finestra's username? Fighty. Is it Fighty? Yeah, Finestra yeah. was Fighty. Fighty seven seven seven. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Uh, so they put it together that Gump is like a nine-year-old kid. Yeah. And Fighty777 is Joe Bob Finestra, the owner of AOL. Yeah. Mr. Windows. Mr. Windows. Showing oh, yeah. up in chat rooms about Yerks. <laughs> Which is so funny because Rachel later destroys a window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he breaks the... Symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually like a whole like sort of discussion here about like the these two people that they settle on, you know, Gump and uh, Finestra, they yeah, talk we, about like who they should actually deal with, like the, mm-hmm. who, who should be a priority. And um, like inevitably, you know, they end up going for the top, which is Finestra. But Cassie is like extremely worried about this little kid. Like she, mm-hmm. she doesn't know what she should do, but she knows she should do something. Well, which and, choice would you two make? I, I know what I would do, but <sighs> I, I, I get the argument for Gump, but I think you have to go for Finestra. Yeah, I think that Finestra is A plot and Gump is B plot, which, you know, inevitably. Well, yeah, like literally. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it makes a better story, but. But it's yeah. like, I think it's really nice to have Cassie being that constant voice of emotional reason, like, hey, we're actually fighting this war to save people like Gump. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I side with Cassie on this one, actually. Oh, do you? I think so, because, like, Gump is in immediate danger that you are able to act upon. Right? Okay. You just need to go over to him and say, like, hey, kid, don't tell, don't be a dummy. Don't <laughs> tell your dad that you know his secret. Just know that your parents are dead. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. You know, and take care of that situation first because Finestra will always be there. He's not mm-hmm. going to go away in a week. Right. He's not going to like get up and move in a week. And that'll give you more time to, say, plan. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Their plan's great. And to like think about like what what you're going to do when you see this person and like think more about the more complex situation. Mm-hmm. One has an easy solution. Tell the kid to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. But um, they don't do that. Jake they, says, they, they nope, don't do that. we're going after Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I see the argument. Yeah. Right? but it's, I mean, presenting these choices to children who are reading these books. I mean, it gets them thinking about it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Animorphs is good. That's my hot take. Yeah. You got well, it's it. It's a strategic move on their part because, like, the right, the the like emotionally, ethically, morally right thing to do if you're like a big-hearted person and you're worried about individuals is, you know, go for gum. But 
if you're trying to do the greatest amount of harm to the York Empire, and you don't know anything about this Finestra guy, by the way, like they don't know right. if he's a, they don't know if he's a York. They they don't know why he's in that chat room. Mm-hmm. They like so why if this powerful guy is in a York chat room, maybe they can talk to him and get him to do something about the Yorks. Right. You know, so like there's there's an ability to do a sort of greater good that I'm, I'm assuming they, she doesn't talk about that, but I'm assuming that's what they want to do is, you know, yeah, yeah, what they yeah, do. Sure. but um, like, like logically you have, like you'd want to go for Finestra, but emotionally it's Gump. For sure. Yeah. Like the movie yeah. Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump. It's, yes. It's, the, yeah. it's not a good movie, <laughs> but, no. it has, no. but it has a lot of heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, sometimes shit happens to a Gump. Shit, yeah, yeah, bad things happen to that's, Gump. That's from that movie, right? Shit happens. Uh, yeah. Where he's like running. He's like, "Hey, man, you just stepped in a huge pile of shit," and he's like, "It happens." Oh, that's... do you guys mind if I take a quick like bathroom break? And no, yeah. no, please. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll grab beers. You want to grab beer? Me yeah, too. Grab, grab yeah, me a beer. Have a beer. And we are back with Fuck our yeah. our beer. We got the Elysian Night Owl Pumpkin Ale. Who's the owl? There's an owl morph. Yeah, Cassie. Yeah. Cassie and Rachel did owl morphs. Yes, they the, both the best do. morph, by the way. I think the owl is the king of the raptors. Even Tobias <laughs> they, acknowledges owls are you know badass. Badass, yeah. And uh, I got my Sapporo here. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Sapporo, yeah. fucking great beer. Yeah, a clean yeah, Japanese man. beer. Yeah, like, and you can drink it with anything. Yes, yeah. you can. I love it. Goddamn. When Nate and I were in Thailand f- to do sex crimes. Nice. <laughs> no, <laughs> we were at a friend. We were at a friend's wedding. We drank a lot of Chang. Chang's good. Chang, yeah. if you can get a hold of it, is a fantastic beer that goes with everything. Uh, nice. n- not to be a pretentious beer snob. Oh my god, <laughs> but, that's exactly um, what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, but I, I tend to prefer a Yabisu over a Sapporo. Oh You're god. drinking pumpkin spice beer right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but as a cool owl. <laughs> <laughs> it's Animorphs themed. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. This from six books ago is why we're drinking it. <laughs> so, so they've decided to go after Joe Bob. They don't do any research either. No, they, they don't. Like, I well, thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to do it. Yeah, which I think is because Jake was distracted mm-hmm. after the PTSD. Yeah, Jake wanted to have a nice moment, which ended up solidifying his resolve in war even more. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to this mansion. Yeah, which is like a mansion, in the sh- not a McMansion, like a traditional, like there are multiple buildings to yeah. guest's house, like Ferraris it's everywhere. Literal, it's got uh, three different, three separate rings of fences, uh, armed guards, and two teams of Rottweilers in, in dog runs Good as God. well. And uh, Axe is like, is this human in great danger? And I'm like, Axe, that's just how rich people are. Yeah, yeah it's like, this is... <laughs> This is, you know, toned down considering how it is now. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they just, you know, we we please ourselves, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, they but they act, do they they do go hard. in with no uh, research. Yeah, like, they, they work harder than us. These rich people, they they yeah. earned that money. Yeah. It's definitely not generational wealth and stealing. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> Joe Bob Finester did just earn the money. <laughs> we. Yeah, he, he totally didn't just get he, possessed by an alien. He uh, stole. Out he of stole. <laughs> we'll get uh, there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But they come yeah. to this mansion. And they're like, okay, I guess we're just gonna go for it. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they decided. Like, YOLO. Let's just go in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because like they're flying around. They see that it's a 
It's a pretty impressive security thing mm-hmm. going on here. But they see an open window, and it's time for Jake to make a decision, right? Because yeah. does anyone, like, have any doubts about this? No. Like, it- uh, yeah, hello, I've got something. Um, Have you ever heard of something called a Gleet biofilter? No, what's that? That's what they, they, I think they mentioned them previous to this book. Um, the Yurks use them to make sure that only humans and Yurks are going in the, uh, the, uh, into the, like their, their Kendrona. Oh yeah. That thing. from like the Cassie book with the logging. Oh yeah. They yeah, have a force a field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, not only like there could be a force field that they run into like around the building that totally kills them just from momentum, but um, like there's also another book I don't know if it's after or before this one where they morph into flies and and I can't remember I think it's Tobias morphs into a cow. And, oh yeah, that's uh, later. Yeah. So, but like uh-huh. they have to hide like all the way up his nose to avoid. <laughs> like yeah, they you know. they do research right. Like even the the book just previous to this one, like they turn it into dolphins first to check things out, right? And then like okay, we this is our plan, but like Jake, I guess I'm gonna blame this on Jake. Like he's As, too he's, he's too the leader. Freak, well, and the crew. Like he's too freaked out to make like the let's pull back decision. Mm-hmm. Like I think he feels that pressure to like, okay, I need to be strong now. I need to be the strong leader. Yeah, they also he can't think clearly. He's yeah. traumatized. They they trigger the alarm, it's like scree, scree, scree. And then Rachel's just like, YOLO, let's go. Yeah, Rachel <laughs> blasts her ass through a window. She gets zapped. They don't really explain yeah. what the zap is, but yeah, she just goes. In, I was confused because I was reading it. She's so like, "Why is she unconscious?" I yeah. assumed that she just hit the window too. Hard. Yeah, I had to go back and read it again. There is like a zap. Okay, but they don't explain how she was zapped till later. Right, and she's on the floor, like surrounded by glass. Some goons surround her. Yeah, men, I, armed guards come out with dogs. Everyone is doing like sees this mid dive into the window. Yeah, right? they have to stop and compensate. Right, so that and they, they start can, shooting too. Yeah, immediately. Axe gets shot. He's yeah. like Prince Jake. I don't feel so good. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I like. There's some good goon dialogue in this book, and the yes. first one is just like between these two guys who are just. One is saying, "Shoot them." What the birds? Yes, the birds. Those are the orders. I, I don't know. I'm reading this part. This is actually kind of boring dialogue. <laughs> no, it's not because it's awesome, dude. Like if you read all of the every time the guards talk, they're like. Do you want to keep your paycheck? We're doing this stupid thing. Right. Dude, that's a straight up nod to like how the rich have the working class just enslaved Absolutely. for every single dollar, for every penny. They'll do whatever. Like, please just let me feed my family. Well, it's you also know? just like, why am I shooting these birds? Right. Yeah. We don't know. But fucking we get like, you want to get paid? Let's do yeah. this. Look, like, it's the don't... gig economy. If you didn't want to join the Uber for shooting birds, you shouldn't have. Yeah, I got yeah. this gig on birder. I guess I have to go shoot some shit. <laughs> blast, yeah. some, blast some endangered species. So, like, also, when, like, after Axe gets hit, he's not feeling so good. He falls. He's, like, starts falling. Um, and Tobias has to, like, swoop in, but he can't hang on to him. And he accidentally drops him in this dog run. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Which is a badass yeah. maneuver, I yeah, think. Yeah, like, Tobias does. Totally. Tobias is the only one thinking straight. He's like, I got to save Axe. Yeah. He's the wind yeah. beneath their wings. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but then Axe also uh, gets captured, which fucking sucks. Like, the, yeah, he didn't get eaten, terrifying but... image. A dog, like, snatches him up. Right. Like, yeah. I'm picturing, like, you know, a duck hunter. And, like, you know, here's this, like, limp Axe as a offspring? Harrier. Harrier. Northern Harrier. Yeah. Like, this, like, limp Harrier in a Rottweiler's mouth as the dog's just, like, bouncing along home to the master. You know, like, mm-hmm. that, that's terrifying, right? Like, yeah. if I saw that, it's like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, and they see Rachel's motionless, 
axe getting carried away for dogs. So the rest of them bone out. Yeah, everyone's they, freaking out. They're just like, get out of there. So where do they yeah, go? Regroup. They go to a Wendy's. Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's? Yeah, oh, sir, God. this is a Wendy's. <laughs> And they are my best friend, the alien. He got shot and he's having a bad time. (laughs) And then my friend is a bird. He got kind of. Hey, buddy, you gonna steal your car now? Let me in because I'm a big fat guy and I can't go anywhere because you're gonna be some poison gas. I mean, it's gonna be really poison gas. Everybody's gonna be dead, especially me. (laughs) Sir, this is a Wendy's. This is a Wendy's, sir. Calm down. (laughs) So, like, they don't have acts to keep time anymore, too. So they have to guess how long they've been in Morphin, how long they have left. So They... they think that they're about half an hour in. Which is a great little like return to how it used to be when they're like i think i have an hour and a half i miss those days where because like it added the time pressure like Uh having like the the ticking time bomb going off like is is good way to add some pressure onto the scene Mm -hmm. um it also gives an opportunity for like maybe tobias could like pick up a watch and wear a cool watch (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure there's one where they actually do one of them gets a watch yeah 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 that was early on one of the earlier books they put a watch on tobias i'm like hell yeah not only is there like not only is there like time pressure but like not only like jake is freaking out because he's like he's already stressed out this shit happened and marco is like just being a dick man oh, yeah. like he's, yeah. like you got us into this jake get us out like yeah this it's is... like what the fuck did you do why did you do this what yeah, are we going to do like, and this whole book is actually really quickly becoming about like the meaning of leadership and mm-hmm. defining jake's idea of it which is cool to me because oh, like, yeah. finally he's a person you know yeah. yeah he's no longer just like a strong husk right yeah and also highlights how bad of a leader say a marco would be mm-hmm. right marco has good ideas and good plans but he can't make decisions or commitments right right yeah. um tobias can mm-hmm. and i think tobias like has some insight here because he gets on marco's case about like you know stop being a dick mm-hmm. right yeah. he, like tobias is freaking out too a little bit though yeah right? They're all pretty yeah. shell-shocked. Like, of course, Tobias is going to be freaked out. His girlfriend just got captured. His best friend just got shot and grabbed by a dog. They're not dating, Tyler. Don't, yes, don't, do, they that. Are. don't do this. <laughs> yes, they're they are. They're doing that thing where they like each other and they're like sexual 12-year-old tension or whatever. Right. The person they- I like like is captured. <laughs> whatever, whatever 12-year-olds feel about people they're attracted to, that's what's happening. Yeah. And so, of course, he's fucking stressed. Cassie, she's a coward most of the time. Yeah, the, yeah, Cassie can't. She doesn't make those decisions. Marco doesn't have the backbone to make a decision, so he yells at Jake. Right. Yeah. He he has anger issues. He he's stressed out and turns that into rage. Yeah. And Jake's yes. Jake's one thought is, I got to go to the gardens. We need something strong. Well, like he there, there's some like good. I think he he figures out his leadership, like his actual leadership skill here, right? Because. Mm-hmm. He eventually gets to the breaking point where he calms down. Yeah. Right? Like some like his stress system just shuts off. And he's like, okay, it's plan time. I need to go to the gardens. I need something big. Right? Because there's no time to do anything subtle. Right? Yeah. I, I like that. I like Jake in this section, which is hard for me as, a, as an anti-Jake person. <laughs> yeah, to admit that. Yeah, to admit that. But like, he, yeah, he does a good job here. Um, you know, he he, he, he susses out that they're probably not controllers. He's like, there are no Hork Bajur, there are no Drake on beams, they're probably not controllers. And they use dogs. Yeah. You that, that don't use dogs. Because, right? like, no, you're, they had a hard time understanding horses. I don't think they mm-hmm. could figure out dogs. Yeah. There's actually, um, like, Catherine doesn't get very metaphorical very often, but when she does, it's really apt. Um, 
so there's in at the very beginning of chapter 18 um after they decide that they're like all the guards are human they can't hurt them they don't want to mess with them they they're on their way out to the gardens and he says um i flew as fast as my falcon body could carry me which was pretty fast but the wind was against me i tried to tell myself it would all work out because on the way back the wind would be with me but who can tell with the wind <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah, that's super good yeah like I, I really like that you know like he just he he's sort of like over this the course of this book he reveals that he doesn't often get the chance to think when he's making uh, a decision he just has to make a call mm-hmm. and hope it's for hope it's the best call like he has no control over it it's just a, a decision he has to make so that's you know cool little little piece from no there. that's i had that one circled as well yeah occasionally yeah. you run into some like nice allegories yeah like right. this one yeah this one yeah this book is it's got more of those for Jake than any other books ever had. Yeah. Super fucking good. Yeah. And so they go to the gardens and this is where Nate and I kind of, when we were reading this last night, we're like, why didn't they just let Tobias? Just let Tobias have the rhino. Just let him f- land on the rhino's back. Cause they fly. Yeah, but they, they couldn't really do the leader thing with Jake. Right. You know, like it's, it's he has story. to be, yeah. Like he has to be the one to sort of, mm-hmm. he's on the, the cover. Do the thing. Yeah. He's got to do yeah. the thing. Right. Well, right. It's, so. it's not just that, but like also like the rhino is also an allegory for how he has to make decisions a lot of the time. Yeah. How, it has how, he, has, eyesight. how he has to be, Oh, that's a good, yeah, I, I like catch that. That. Yeah, shit good. damn lydia you're smarter than us <laughs> <laughs> sorry no i just i just spend a lot of time listening to like bullshit about literature and whatever so nope you you figured it out we're dumb yep <laughs> how's that english degree teaching you now nate uh it's right below my uh it's right on the wall i can stare at it <laughs> definitely worth forty thousand dollars grade nine dropout gang gang <laughs> So they go to the gardens. Jake's plan is, I'm going to land on this rhino. Yeah, Why does he need the rhino in the first place? Because it's strong. Well, they said, they're going to be expecting us when we go back, and we don't have anything big and strong that can absorb bullets. Right. Yeah. No time for subtlety. They just need to get in there. Yeah, we need to bust in. We don't have time to sneak in. We can't be cockroaches. We can't be flies. And we, we have to take bullets. We got we to gotta, we gotta be, gotta be strong for this. And so yeah. Jake goes for the rhino. Okay. He lands on this rhino. He morphs back. The rhino just sort of like, whatever, starts walking to go get some water. Jake- Can we talk about, though, how, how awesome it would be if a uh, red-tailed hawk just flew out of the fucking sky to grab your cotton candy randomly at the zoo? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty dope. Yeah. They're all over yeah. the place here in Oregon. Like, we see them constantly. Like, yeah. I saw one the other day. I've yeah. never seen one in real life ever. And it was like, on like a wire while I was driving like down the road uh-huh. and yeah. like you know in the backwoods and it was oh my god they're gorgeous aren't they they're so, so beautiful. beautiful oh my god they're smaller it's, than you'd yeah. think yeah yeah but they're bigger too yeah. Like, yeah, yeah like when I'm driving to Nate's I have to drive pretty much just on the freeway straight to his town from mine and just sitting on like there's this one post at this mile po- at this mile post there's pretty much always a red-tailed hawk just sitting on it and it's like Hell yeah! This is gonna this is gonna be a good fucking day. That's dope. I Tobias is looking out for you, man. They're everywhere here, and I was I was hanging out with a friend not too long ago. We were just eating lunch outside, and we saw these two ospreys just flying around. I'm like, Cassie and Marco. Oh, <laughs> one of them had cotton candy. Yeah, and we're the doing like he, tricks with it. 
the way he ends up doing this is fucking hilarious though because like can you imagine trying to piggyback a rhino yeah while you're demorphing like it's <laughs> yeah he's got no hands really no, no. legs yeah you're just kind of balancing on there like this some like weird dog <laughs> hoping the thing doesn't notice him you yeah know? but the thing notice him notices him is largely indifferent at first yeah and then when the rhino sees the horror before him he's like oh gross it's like yeah. sniffs it yeah. <laughs> like what's this <laughs> jake reaches out he acquires him and then bones out back to Wendy's. Yeah. And I'm assuming this is a white rhino because that's the species of rhino that's most common in zoos. Ooh. And so there's like 700 white rhinos in zoos uh, across the planet. But um, there's like like 200 of, I think, black rhinos. And yeah, they're, uh, oh. yeah. That, that leads to an interesting segue. They fly back to Wendy's. They head back to Joe Bob's house. And Jake becomes the rhino, which I think is a great spot for you to tell us about rhinos. Animal facts! Animal facts! facts. Prince Jake and Cassie, Tobias and Alex, Rachel and Marco, the bandits are here. They want to listen to animal facts. Fuck. I have a bunch of great ones. Here so. we go. I cannot wait. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about the name rhinoceros. Okay. Uh, it comes from the, uh, it's a Greek rooted word uh, of reis, which means nose and keras, which means horn. Um, they are ungulates and they're one of five odd toed ungulates. Uh, ungulates have um, like hooves or they balance on, uh, on basically on their toes. Okay. Um, so and they are the one of <laughs> yeah nate said he so, was also an ungulate um so one of five odd-toed ungulates means they which means they bear their weight on the third of their five toes oh yeah so yeah, elephants i always thought they just kind of had like the flat disc like an elephant foot you know it's kind of mm -hmm. oh an elephant foot is also an ungulate they're also uh odd-toed ungulates um oh, okay. yeah that they All have right. that in common and that's two out of five uh, odd-toed ungulate species um, two species of rhinos are native to Africa and three are native to Asia. Uh, and they are herbivorous megafauna, which, you know, yeah. always <laughs> badass. Yeah. They're based, they're this the modern fauna for this guy. <laughs> Not, yeah, mega only. Um, they ordered the big salad from Seinfeld. <laughs> you guys remember like, that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a, something that I've always wondered about rhinos, but I didn't know until I did like the you know, the rhino fact research for uh -huh. this was um, the skin that they have. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's like, it obviously it doesn't look like normal skin. It looks like some kind of plate or something, but what it actually is, is um, layers of collagen, basically latticed. Oh. So there's about one to five centimeters or I guess half an inch or almost an inch thick uh, of, of just like collagen layered over like it's it's just really strong okay. uh skin so if i want to be um, young again i would just go up to a rhino and just like smash my face into that that collagen basically yeah that's More it 100 okay cool or or if you wanted big boobs you could just and i do, do the thing. <laughs> um <clears throat> and uh man if you had big see. boobs you'd be my favorite person i'd be a, i'd be the true himbo <laughs> 
um, African rhinos have no front teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just they just kind of me, 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 they they take uh, leaves off of trees and stuff like that with their uh, with their they just lips. Gum it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Fair. Um, and they have uh, two horns. African rhinos have two okay. horns, but Asian rhinos only have one. Oh, so this um, is uh, African rhino on the cover. It's got two horns. Yeah, uh, white rhinos are, like you said, are African rhinos. Uh, there's in the whole world, there's about twenty five hundred of them, which is, mm. uh, or sorry, okay. sorry, twenty one hundred or twenty one thousand. My bad. Okay. Twenty one thousand. I feel um, a little better now. I was yeah. getting worried for rhinos. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> and uh, seven, 700 of them are in zoos. So, like, they're the most common rhino species, but they're also endangered, which, you know, obviously that happens. Right. Um, the northern subspecies is actually classified critically endangered. Mm. Um, the females are uh, generally about 1,600 kilograms or 4,000 pounds. Hell yeah. Um, the Males are uh, 2,400 kilograms or 5,000 pounds, typically. So and big. They are, uh, yeah, big. Okay. <laughs> and uh, our, our uh, resident rhino tie here, uh, they are six foot six average. Ooh. Yeah. So, like, you're... I only one have rhino. one horn, though, that goes in butts. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's, Sorry. That's where they belong. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, specifically, the white rhino has two horns. I have front horn is always the mm-hmm. longer one and they have a flat mouth because yeah. they have no front teeth they you know just you know they graze mostly they don't actually have any real predators oh, like well. naturally uh, that's why like when he morphs the rhino he says that there's no concern unless there's another rhino around him okay yeah so, so it's like um, those like island species that you occasionally find where they just don't care because there's no predators hanging around right exactly like, like yeah. a kakapo it's just like he doesn't care yeah and there's um a, a group of rhino is called a crash of rhinos. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's it's pretty dope, eh? And uh, they have a maximum run speed of somewhere between 30 to 40 miles per hour. So they're pretty fu- fucking fast. <laughs> Imagine fast. that 5,000 pounds of dude rhino coming at you. Like, oh, my God. And they can actually be trained. Um, can, can, wait, hold on. So there is an alternate history where people ride rhinos instead of horses. God, that'd be great. There could be, but uh, rhinos wouldn't actually be very good to ride because of their poor eyesight. You know, they couldn't anticipate the kind of... Uh, so as long as you don't care where you're going. <laughs> yeah. Or as long as you're like um, <laughs> on a flat surface. Right. And um, Or if you just want to sit on something grazing all day. Yeah, I yeah. do. And uh, they, they communicate in a lot of different ways, mostly like... Um, like they have like verbal communication where they can kind of squeal, uh, they can grunt. Um, Same, if yeah. If there's a yeah, exactly. If there's predator a- around, they what they'll do is they'll kind of huff uh, a lot to make sure everybody else knows. But their main form of communication, <laughs> maybe maybe not un- unlike uh, unlike Thai is uh, they they urine and feces. <laughs> Of course, you love it. Yeah, I love that's it. That's how that's how they identify themselves. They they spray urine approximately like once every minute or so I've when they're seen in a group. A rhino do this. We're, we're yeah. within striking distance of a wildlife refuge, and I go there every yeah. so often. It's a good date spot. Uh-huh. And like rhinos, like not like yeah. Every time they 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 take take a poopy, 
Like they they use their tail to kind of like slice the poop as it's coming out and to spread it around with that tail and just like yes. it goes for miles. It like it goes everywhere. It almost hit my car last time I was there. It was fantastic. It's like oh, this tastes Another like tastes like Greg was like, here. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing they do is um, like if if they want to sort of have like a mass communication, they'll all kind of poop in the same spot. So like one will poop in the spot and they'll I guess all kind of show up and contribute. Um, Damn, rhinos are fucking cool. There was a party really... here, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and also, uh, shit, there was like one more thing that I, oh my god, I forgot it because somehow I read all this stuff and I didn't write it down. Um, it's impressive it's... you pulled this all from the dome. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know why I didn't write it down because that was the most interesting thing that I had found about rhinos, but um yeah, they are actually uh, pretty interesting. Oh, that's what um, they are capable of swimming. They don't, mm-hmm. but they are capable of swimming because they actually share a sort of common lineage from hippos. And at some point during the evolution of rhinos, when uh, God made they, rhinos, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's our new bit now. Is instead of evolution, we say God did it. <laughs> yeah, like shortly after uh, God made rhinos, they were aquatic for a little while, but then. They uh, came on land, and now they don't bother swimming anymore. Uh, yeah, they made the right choice. Yeah. yeah. So they're headed for the mansion. Jake's a rhino. He's like, I can't see shit, Captain. Little Star Trek old meme there for you. You don't even watch Star Trek. That's fine. I saw the meme. It's Jordy. <laughs> you, you got him. All right. Da-na-na. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Mo- moving on. <laughs> I'm free associating, man. I'm riffing. Yeah, riff, man. Ugh. So he's like, we're just going to barrel in. Yeah. No t- no time for business. No, like, like well, our th- friends only have like 20 minutes. Yeah. So they, it took 15 minutes to escape. It took a half hour to get to the gardens. Mm-hmm. It took a half hour to get back. Right. It took 15 minutes to acquire. So like yeah. how much time do they have? They have get, like 10, 15 minutes 10, 15 left. Minutes they have 15 to, like, minutes. Yeah. To, to save their friends. So, so he's just like, guide me, my birds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Send me in, friends. And, and this is kind of a cool little scene that happens here where it is. Uh, he's describing things that he's feeling as a rhino as being like small and weak. But he's just like, uh, dude, you just blew through a door. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, man, I ran into the door. He's like, that's not the door. That's the wall. He's yeah. like, well, I'm through it. And in the while, he's just like tossing people aside. He's like, yeah, oh, that tickled. And like, yeah. I saw someone fly through my peripheral. Yeah, he's like, oh, here come the dogs. I kept running. What happened to the dogs? Oh, they're not here anymore. <laughs> yeah, he they're talks gone. about how like there's actually like a difference too between like plowing down a gate and plowing down a wall and plowing down a fence. Like how the gate feels kind of like a sledgehammer that doesn't matter, but the fence he doesn't even notice he's <laughs> yeah. doing it. He's like, I'm through it. Um, it's fine. And they're shooting him with uh, shotguns, and like obviously, like you need a high-powered rifle to kill a yeah. rhino, so it just pisses him off. The pellets are just bouncing anyway. off. He's like, whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah. bird shot. It's fine. And, yeah, exactly. And one poor goon, <laughs> he gets it in the rear. Yeah. Jake gores this guy in the ass. Like this, this is a scatological ass-forward book. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, the goon tried to run, and I stuck my horn and let's just say he won't be sitting down for a while like he describes oh his mushy lifeless body who won't be sitting down for a while like, like he's probably dead guy yeah like so many times in these books they like they kill people but i don't think they acknowledge that they've killed yeah 
It's like this right. guy is obviously either dead or he's going to be shitting in a bag for the rest of his life. Right? Yeah, he no longer has an anus. Yeah, it's, like, he's destroyed. They maim people constantly, oh, especially yeah. in the early books. They're constantly having severed limbs. Was uh-huh. it Marco threw a dumpster at a guy? Yeah, and the yes. last and the last book, <laughs> Tobias ripped out a security guard's eyes. Yeah, like yes. everyone's blinded. It's yeah, it's fine. They, it's they fine. Do some it's damage. fine. Yeah, they they get in and they're like, they have no idea what to do. They're just destroying random shit until they remember that life is like a video game. And if you find enemies, you know you're going in the right direction. Yes. Right. Yeah, that, <laughs> Which, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. You look for the door that looks a little different color. You yeah. know, you can tell that you can open that one. <laughs> You have yeah. to get the key first. You know, it's fine. Yeah, they got to they gotta find the... It's like, oh, this door takes the spade key, but all I have is the club key. He doesn't care. He's yeah. a rhino. He just busts it open. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Tobias is like, I'm going to go fly upstairs and immediately starts getting chased by two gunmen. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, all the while, he's feeling bad because he has all the power, but his friends don't. Right. Right. He drops off Marco and Cassie and says, go get in battle morph. And he has like this crisis moment where he's like, Axe and Rachel could be stuck in their forms forever or dead. My Cassie and Marco are defenseless, changing into humans. Tobias is being chased by two men with shotguns, which is a death sentence for birds. And yeah. I did this. Yeah. I created this. And he kind of did. He kind of did. And he takes that moment to say, well, fuck that. We got to save everybody. Like, that's the biggest leader move that he pulls off in this book was like, yeah, I did this, but now it's my job to fix this. Yeah. Well, I think the time pressure helped. For right? sure. If he, if he had time to think about it, he just, you know. He, oh, he would have jaked it and just been like, I don't know what to do. Eh. Right. But like, since there's just <laughs> no time, he's just like, just go, just keep on moving. Yeah. He's like, I can't get upstairs. It's Which I time thought was kind of funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's defeated by stairs. <laughs> yeah. Just like Ed 209. Yep. <laughs> So I mean, I thought it was a pretty cool moment, though, because like what actually what ends up slowing him down a little bit is one of the uh, guards is carrying a handgun, Mm -hmm. unlike a shotgun that's concentrated fire that finally slows him down a little bit. And like, you he gets the stairs, he realizes he can't climb them. So he demorphs to get up the stairs. And uh, while he's doing that, a bullet as he demorphs falls out of his shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. And he just kind of looks at it and he's just like. He's he okay like he's he's kind of transfixed by it, but he also is just like okay, like I gotta keep moving, you know, like. Uh-huh. And uh, that's you know he's he's taking a lot of damage in this book, and he's having to walk by a lot of it. Yeah, and he's he's shrugging it off like it, all of his damage is. Just yeah, like, he's like I have to do the greater good here. I have to save my friends. Yeah, well, like, yeah. much like the bullet, it just kind of falls off him at this point. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, the only thing I can do now is become a tiger. Which he does. This is go-to move. He's like, I've got... The tiger has the mobility, the strength, the speed. It's he, tiger time. He just likes tigers. Don't try to, like... He just wants to be a tiger. <laughs> I mean, we all want to be a tiger. It's fine. And this whole time, the guards are like, why are we even shooting at these birds? He's like, I don't know. Well, like, we're getting paid for it. Let's go. No yeah. <laughs> questions why they're being invaded by animals. Yeah, it's yeah. like, they don't care. They're just like, look, we need to get paid. Can you please yeah. kill animals? <laughs> and yeah. so they get like Jake they get to the door it's guarded by two men with machine guns and this is a dramatic reading moment in my oh I love oh, it okay yeah let me find it okay so this is what happens when Jake meets the goons it was time to gamble look you two men 
They stared at me like they were going nuts. They could guess that it was me they were hearing in their heads, but they had never even imagined talking to a tiger before. Then again, they'd never expected to be face to face with a small, angry zoo either. Yes, it's me, the tiger. Don't worry about how or why. Here's all you need to know. I don't want to hurt you, but I have to go past you. You may shoot me, but you won't kill me fast enough to keep me from taking you down. See this paw? I lifted one paw. My tiger paws are about as big around as a frying pan. I extended the cruel yellowed claws. With this paw, I can literally knock your heads from your shoulders and send them rolling like bowling balls. Now, I don't know what you're getting paid for this job. Not enough, said the man with the machine gun. I can't even believe we're talking to animals, but uh, this tiger makes sense. We're not getting paid nearly enough, his partner agreed. We put down our weapons and walk away. Agreed, Mr. Tiger? Agreed. Cassie, keep an eye on them. Cassie trained her acute wolf senses on the men. If they had even thought about trying anything tricky, she'd have known it before they did. Marco, now it's your turn to open the door. Open that door. Marco raised his huge gorilla arms back over his head, preparing to swing them down with shattering force. Uh, Marco, try the knob first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the beautiful goon scene. Yeah, I, I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> You just need to talk to him. It's like, hey, listen, this isn't worth your life. Right. This is weird. Just go. Yeah, it's like, you've never experienced this before. Maybe go home to your family. Miller High Life is cheap, guy. Just go. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the champagne of beers. So, yeah, that's a beautifully written, like, there's no scene like this in the book so far. No. Where they just gamble on talking to some humans and having it work out. Yeah. It's a good move. It really is. And it's it's cool to see Jake kind of channeling his Marco trickster spirit energy. Yeah, totally. That conversation, yeah. yeah. It's like, this is a new tactic that I hope they bring back. Like, this whole book's been full of weird new tactics, like the mopping the carpet. Yeah. This, it's great. So they get in there, and that's when we get the first beautiful twist at the end of this book. Oh, I, I was so excited yeah. when I read this. So they get into this room. It's like this uh, vivid green sky, weird, ugly forest with this molten, shallow pond of liquid in the ground. And it's like, oh, I read the Andalite Chronicles. That's the Yurk homeworld. Yeah. Oh, and shit. there's it's it's not just like liquid. There's also like there's a whole, it's a whole ecosystem. There's yeah. like mm-hmm. soil and plants growing. Like it, it sounds really cool, actually. Yeah, and suspended in these like weird energy cages is Axe half morphed between Bird and then a lifeless Rachel. Right, it, like yeah. lifeless. Like that's the thing is yeah, that lifeless. as a tiger, he he can't hear the heartbeat. He right. doesn't see the chest moving. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> My friend is dead. Yeah. And then standing there is Joe Bob Fenestra, the sec the second richest man on earth, head of Web Access America. And he yeah. is holding a fucking Drake on beam. Right. And then you're like, oh. Yeah, he's a, he's this, a yerk. This guy's a yerk. <laughs> he's but been yerk brained. But that's the most the beautiful twist here is that yeah, he's a yerk. But it's not the type of yerk you'd expect. Well, it's not just any yerk, right? No, he's not just any yerk. He is our boy's twin brother. Right. So we find out with the yerk hierarchy that if there are twins, there's a greater twin and there's a lesser twin. I don't know why they need to pick. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, it's I honestly think that's part of the fascism, though, because yeah. Yeah. Like, there's always like a, a sort of alpha and there's a beta and mm-hmm. the, the beta is always the one that's like, you know, riddled with insecurities, spiteful, you know, right. like it's it's basically the same as the alpha, but just more annoying. cowardly. Yeah, she gets picked on more, too. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the liquid snake to the solid snake. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, that is good. I'm solidus. I find you can get you get the jet. No, I want to be vamp. <sighs> One thing I like about this too is like I don't Shake know if you guys head. have watched The Incredibles recently, but um, they get him monologuing. Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, I, yeah. it's super good. I love the monologue. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want more monologues. And to his credit, he's exactly like his brother, and that he loves to monologue. Yeah, yeah, they, they're the same. Like, really? He's like you, Andalite scum. Guess what I did? My brother, the great one, <laughs> banished me to life as a janitor, never to achieve anything. Well, guess what? I stole technology. I made this janitor millions and billions, and we love it, <laughs> folks. Don't we love it? <laughs> Don't we, we love it, folks. We they love to make janitors millions and billions of dollars. <laughs> they, they can't all be Trump. Uh, they're all Trumps. Yeah. They're all Trumps. Yeah. And, so- and if they're not Trumps, they're McConnells. And if they're not McConnells, then they're Paul's. I feel like this one's more of a McConnell than a Trump. I think that you know he is. Yeah, actually, yeah. you're right. He's he's effective. Like Visitor Three, like he's scary, but he's not very effective. All of his plans kind of land on their ass. Oh yeah, this billionaire guy with how we know how the world works now. Yeah, he could just run everything and own it. It's fine. Right. Yeah. He he knows everything that's on the internet. He has yeah. all the information. He's on the Epstein flight logs. That's right. He's there. <laughs> he owns Little St. <Saint> James. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, Bill Gates was, right? <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine. Wow. It wow, hurts. this is coming together too perfectly. <laughs> I mean, they wrote this in like 98. <laughs> I am offended at how prescient Applegate is yeah. sometimes. No you know? shit. This whole, like, this whole fucking end sequence where he's like, I found a way to live without Candrona and it's yeah. eating your Kadrenochrome. <laughs> Oh well, my god, I know. And also not not just not just that, but like it's also a pretty good like analogy of how like fascists survive by cannibalizing other human beings. Yeah, totally. Uh, even though they're the same, they'll like they'll they'll devour you if they think that you're, you know, poor or like different, lesser than them in any way. Right. If they'll they, come for you. If they can use you in any minor way, they will destroy you and use you. Yeah, so exactly. so this guy, Bill Gates Windows. <laughs> yes. Bill Gates Windows, like, his deal is that he made millions of dollars to protect himself in this mansion uh-huh. from Visser 3. Yes. After being declared a traitor. After yeah. being declared a traitor for stealing... Yeah, yeah Visser 3 is like, no, my brother's too cool, kill him. <laughs> right. <laughs> he made the yeah. internet, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... The... Yeah, so like, there's this like, weird interrogation of Jake trying to negotiate his friends back, mm-hmm. right? Uh, v- Visser three, the second Visser three squared. <laughs> Visser three, the lesser. Yeah, yeah. It, it like he's he knows that his his number is up. He's about to die. These Andalite bandits just kill without without uh, remorse. Uh, so he he spills the beans, right? Yeah, he lets them know all the secrets. Yeah, he's like, I have been eating yurks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been using my website to track controllers, and when I find them, I eat them. I rip. And their that he- doesn't, yeah, that doesn't just mean eating yurks, though. He's no, like, he's like eating. ripping their heads open and eating yurks. Yeah, just like cracking yeah. that skull open, zombie style. He's like, you guys ever yeah. watch Heroes? He was doing the Siler. 
Yeah, he was doing a yeah. salad. And, well, the secret isn't just eating them. They have to be eaten in human form. Yeah. Right? Like, you have to yeah. be a dude eating a yerk yeah. to get the... Here's... Okay, here's what I would try if I was an Animorph. Eating a yerk? I would try to eat a yerk. Because, <laughs> like, what if I get, like, superpowers through Condronal Rays? What if I, like, I eat a yerk and all of a sudden I'm, like, super smart and just, like, strong or whatever? Like, I get some extra juice. Condronal Rays are just radiation, dude. You just turn over yourself. Radiation is the source of all superpowers, though. I, like that, <laughs> it's that's also the source more. of all super dying powers. Yeah, it's, so. <laughs> it's all the source of all super cancers. <laughs> Yeah, and all this exactly. morph out. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, it really worked Same. out for all those people. Okay, but in fucking Chernobyl. <laughs> that actually wouldn't work though, because um, even though, like, you know, you could morph out theoretically, but what radiation does is it damages DNA. So all the DNA that's stored in your system would actually get corrupted, and you may or may not be able to even oh, morph back. Who knows? <laughs> I'll be trapped into Cancer Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Cancer You'd be Boy. Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. You'd be Deadpool. Yeah. I'd be, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Either Deadpool or Cancer Boy from Kids in the Hall. I'll yeah. say both. Hello. Hi, Doctor. I'm Cancer Boy. And what would you like to say to the Doctor? I'd like to thank you for your marvelous drug. Oh, are you on it, Cancer Boy? No, there is no hope for me. But my parents are on it, though. <laughs> Each day is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> it is too late for me. <laughs> I love Kim Ball so much. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, listeners, do yourself a favor and look up Cancer Boy on YouTube. You'll be you'll be very happy. Brain candy kids in the hall. Yeah. As a Canadian, I I claim the fuck out of kids. Please in the hall. do. They mm. fucking rock. And I yeah. to hear that they got an Amazon revival makes me very happy. Yep. Yeah. Um. Also, there's a a really good sort of um a conflict between Cassie and Jake here. Yeah. Oh yeah. That uh, is, that's that's <laughs> the next kind of like big point here for Jake. Yeah, like, I really like that because um, that's kind of, like, I have a lot of, a little bit of experience with this as well. Like, when you have a certain level of empathy, um, the decision-making of a leader doesn't make sense to you. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to Jake's method of decision-making and, you know, the fact that he sticks to his promises here. It's like, you know, like, she just can't live this, so so what's the what's the conflict here? The because... conflict is <clears throat> Joe Bob is murdering humans to get to Yerks. Mm -hmm. He's killing the host to eat the Yerk. To survive. To survive. He has to eat one every three days. So he's killing a Yerk and a human ten times a month. So he's a serial killer. Yeah. He's killing like 120 people a year, you yeah. know, like Don't go into his basement. <laughs> right. It's Cassie's right. They yeah. they should yeah. have killed Joe Bob. Right. Well, so the they did the same thing though. They they it, we'll get to like what they how they kind of deal with that little loophole later. Right. Um. So so like, Jake has a decision to make. Right, is right. whether or not to kill Joe Bob. Mm -hmm. Because if he kills Joe Bob, then he could save his friends. Yeah. But he has a a Drake on beam. Yeah. He, trained and ready to go. Jake has said, "If you let my friends go, I'll let you live." And Joe Bob's like, "Cool, I'm a murderer." <laughs> Yeah, and Jake's like, "Oh, I have to keep my word." Is it a keep the word kind of a thing, or is it that he is 
worried about recovering his friends out of the stasis that they're it's in. It's a keep the word thing because if he doesn't um, uphold his own word, like the, the whole sort of uh, predication of this conversation is that Joe Bob Finestra assumes that they're Andalites. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, like the reason that he's confused about why Cassie gives a shit is because they're like, you're an Andalite. Like, why do you care about these fucking humans? They're just humans. But that's not the case, right? And that's why he has to sort of check her because if if it's learned that they're human that's bad so he yeah, has right. to like the cassie has cassie has gump brain like she's yeah. she's thinking she like okay this kid's gonna get yerked and then he's, he's active on the boards so. yeah he will track this kid down he will kill this child and probably yeah, yeah. if not this child then some other like doofus who gets yerk brained and she's right yeah yeah she is but like from from a like Yerk War perspective, is there any value in having him alive for information or like as a as a as a hook? I mean, he's declared a traitor and he's ostracized completely from Yerk society. So I would assume that he can't provide any information. You know, I wouldn't. I don't think that he would be useful. It's not very likely. So this isn't like a strategic thing. It's just a I made a promise to the yeah. bad man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have to have decorum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Like we need to. We need to take the high road. Otherwise, you're just like the Yerks. But like in the sense of acquiring other people's DNA, yes. But this, no. This, the Animorphs are actively trying to stop the Yerks so that they can save the hosts, and this guy is actively killing hosts. Yeah. He's got to go. Joe Bob's got to go. No. Yeah. I agree. No, I'm not, I'm but not he already to... promised him he could live. So yeah. it's like, what I are made you gonna a do? pinky swear, you guys. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but it's not just that though. Like they have to maintain their cover because if they didn't, if they if they didn't keep that promise, it's a blow that's blowing their cover. Just, you know, he, just kill him. Yeah. He has Joe a dracon beam in his hand. It's, <laughs> just, uh, he like, has a dracon beam in his hand. He could easily kill Jake before he could reach him. That's you know? that's why these books are good. They're hard. Yeah, Cassie it's not easy. <laughs> It's, this no. is this is not an easy ending, and that's why I like it. All right. Yeah. Like the endings get a lot more ethically complicated. <laughs> yeah. Things get very bad, Nate. Don't worry. Cool. <laughs> so they they come to this deal. Jake's like, "Shut up, Cassie. I have to stick to my word." They get their friends back and they leave. Yeah. Essentially, he Jake says, yep. "You will be alive as long as you are in this house." If I ever see you out in the world, I'll kill you on sight. Yeah, he's under house arrest. Yeah, basically. And um, also, I like how this chapter concludes because, you know, like Rachel's awake. She's like, they finally are able to have conversations. They're across the street. They're demorphed. They're tired. And they're, they're like talking about what happened. And um, Rachel says, was the guy a controller or not? Like, was he a good guy or a bad guy? And Jake laughs a little uh my eyes locked with cassie's and then we both looked away unwilling to make contact rachel i don't even know which i am anymore yeah that's that is the first steps into the ethically complicated version of jake that is coming it's the end of innocence (laughs) (laughs) god damn god damn oh i dropped my book oh god (laughs) so that brings us to the last chapter of the book and jake being ultimate sad boy yeah he's just moping on a swing set which i think is adorable which yeah this ending chapter has one of my favorite paragraphs from the whole story and it's 
And then I went out in the backyard and sat on my rusted old swing set from when I was four, and I I stared at the sky as it turned dark. The stars came out, and man, I hated them. They weren't beautiful. They were deadly. It's from the stars that all my problems had come. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, dude, that's dramatic. Same feels, man. Same yeah. feels. We're we're made of star stuff, man, and, and it sucks. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> we are star stuff, and it blows. Uh, what do we yeah. give to get some Jake poetry right now? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ambo poetry rules. <laughs> uh, also, like, there's a really good conversation, though, with Jake and his mom here where – she doesn't know it and like as a kid like i loved what she said here mm-hmm. um was uh she said that uh you know when i was your age feeling upset my mother your gram would always just say you don't know what unhappy is you're just a kid like anything a kid would feel would be less difficult or painful than what an adult would feel and he's just like yeah that's probably true like whatever like more grown-up bullshit but his mom actually comes out with some real truth and she says, no, it isn't. In a lot of ways, being a kid is worse than being an adult. You have the same feelings to deal with, friends, temptations, love and hate and all of that. Only you don't have the two great weapons that adults have to help them. And those weapons are experience. It makes you smarter and it means you can think, hey, I had something like this happen once before and I survived. And the next thing is people who are younger than you who are going through it, like, (laughs) she can you can look at a younger person than you would think oh man as bad as i feel right now as bad as things may be at least it wasn't as bad as being young and dumb again you know <laughs> not knowing what to do so like that was that's some really validating shit because kids you know when you're a kid you come up against something that sucks and you just you don't know what to do like you have no fucking clue like when i was a kid and i was being made fun of for example when people would pick on me like I, I didn't know what to do. It was confusing. I didn't understand why they would do it. It was it sucked. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm an adult, if someone's coming at me and making fun of me for some shit, I'm like, oh, great. Like, I've heard it all before. You people all fucking are on the same script. <laughs> like, yeah. I have a million responses for you because I've been dealing with this my whole life. Whereas when you're a kid, you're just like, why is this happening to me? Like, why isn't life fair? But when you're an adult, you're like, fine, whatever. Like... So that that was that's actually a really cool interaction. And then she goes on to say, you know, X Files is on. You used to love that show. And <laughs> meanwhile, he's just sitting there hating the stars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's perfect. Man, fuck all the aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. X Files is on. Didn't you? Fire like ones are cool, and now they suck. <laughs> he's just like, fuck you, mom. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's it it ends also like. So the last scene with Cassie, I really appreciated mm-hmm. um, because it's like a nice gut punch. Like it's a nice like punch in the stomach before we leave the story. Right. Right. Yeah. Because Cassie's mad at Jake mm-hmm. for, you know, stopping her from from uh, ending uh, Gil ba- uh, Gil Bates. Gil Bates. <laughs> Bill Gates from <laughs> LOA. <laughs> The evil Bill Gates from another dimension. Yeah, exactly. Liquid Gates. (laughs) (laughs) Solidus Gates. Brothers! Liquid. Liquid Visser. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, she's upset because, like, she she thought Jake made the wrong choice. Uh Not, not, like, killing killing Joe Bob and going all out on him to save Gump. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, he tries to find her. He she knows he knows exactly where she's gonna be. Uh-huh. Is uh, out in this elementary school playground as a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> 
to, to, to warn Gump and do the thing that they were initially going to do before they did the mansion raid, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. Cassie's interaction with Gump was, well, I, I feel like we really need to read that because it's just, yes, it's, it killed me because it was yes. like true, but also like, damn. Yeah. So who wants to be who? Because it's mostly between Jake and Cassie. I can be Cassie. I can... You can oh, be Cassie. <laughs> I was gonna volunteer for Cassie because you know same girl parts, but if you want to be Cassie, go ahead. No, I I I get Cassie. <laughs> she looked up surprised. Ah. I landed on the ground and began to demorph. She resumed her human shape too. That was Gump, I guess. Yeah. What'd you tell him? I told him I was a magic talking wolf. He didn't exactly buy it. I guess his, I guess by his age, they're pretty much past the point where they believe in magic. Yeah, I guess so. I told him not to go to the chat room again. I told him... Her lip quivered suddenly. I told him not to talk to his his father again about the Yerks. told him not to... Her voice was strangled. She gritted her teeth and squeezed out the last few words. I told that little boy not to trust his father. There were tears running down her face. I guess they were running down my face, too. One of the things Cassie and I share is that we trust our parents, unlike some people, I guess. What a terrible thing to do, Cassie said. What a filthy, disgusting thing for me to do. It was the best you could do. I said. It was all you could do. I guess it's hard to fight evil without doing some along the way. Maybe there was a little I told you so in my voice. Cassie just walked away. I let her go. Not everything can be settled. Not everything can be smoothed over. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, like it's Cassie doing this too. Cassie's yeah. like has the most stable home life. Uh-huh. Has like the best life out of all of them, I think. Yeah. Right? I have to be honest, when I reread this, like when I reread it a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, like for the first time in a long, long time, I actually cried reading that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was massively, massively upsetting. Like the poor kid, you know? It's That's a gut ripper. That's, yeah. yeah. It, Sorry, don't trust your parents. Your life will never be the same. Bye. I'm a magic talking wolf. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's horrifying. And the fact that you have to be a little horrifying to save people is fucking awful. Yep. It's yeah. fucking terrible. But it's the thing to do, though. You don't just, like, let Gump tell his dad. Right. You don't. But that's, I guess, the point of the book, too, is, like, you're gonna... There's there's bad to every decision that you make, even uh-huh. if you're trying to save people. Like, it, it leads... It, it all ties perfectly together, because, like, coming up next is, you know, we find out how they really deal with Mr... Uh, Bill Gates, Joe Bob, mm-hmm. window place, um, like Worst you know, name. they, yeah, yeah. I agree. I hate that name. Um, <clears throat> but um, they burn down his house. Yeah, and they don't. They say they don't quite say who, but he's like, I know who it could be. Yeah, and it's like I'm pretty sure it may have either been Cassie or him because he doesn't. He he doesn't imply that it was someone else. Right. I don't think Cassie would burn down a house. I think Rachel would. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. I think you have to stop Rachel from burning that house. Yeah, like the like I said before, kind of like the the promise that he made, like that you're not safe if we ever spot you outside of this island again. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you, you can keep your promises, right, and break them at the same time. And you know? this is a nice sort of litmus test for who for the morality of the reader, because I thought, oh, it's Rachel, but it could also be Visser Three. Could be Jake. Could be any one of them. Yeah, you yeah. get to decide who is like the one that likes to burn, burn the bad guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So damn, that's it. That's Animorph sixteen. Well, you... hold on, it didn't quite end. That's true. It ended yeah. with Axe eating oh. the shit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I almost. You tried to wrap yeah. it up. No, they, Axe eats a yeah. fucking. Yeah, they go back to Animorphs HQ. They're helping Cassie show up shit, and then Axe eats a cow pie. <laughs> and like, but the thing is, though, like this is all normal. Like yeah. the the point is that. All of this horror, all of this, all of this gore, all of this stress, this trauma, the almost dying, it 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 did result in the exact calm and tranquility and just normal happiness that he wanted. <laughs> so, like all at the I guess the point of this specific book is really just do your fucking best <laughs> because yeah. it's all you can do. Like it's all you can do. You all you can do is make the decision that you think like in the moment or whatever. Is, yeah. Do your best yeah. and your best is going to create some horrible things, but you have to hope that you're on the right side of everything. And be prepared for the consequences because Jake does face some terrible consequences for the decisions he makes. Mm-hmm. Like with, like he gets almost killed, you yeah. know, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to eat shit. Yes. <laughs> true, or if you're ax, sometimes you get to eat shit. <laughs> Oh, gross, guys. <laughs> guys. Guys, it's now canon that Axe has a scat fetish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. It's, that, not, a, it's not a fetish. It, like, he's not getting off on it. Yeah. He likes taste. Yes, he is. Yeah. He likes taste. It's not like a, you know. Axe turns into a fly, goes into a Taco Bell after it's closed, morphs back, steals hot sauce, <laughs> takes it back to his forest hole, turns human, and then eats shit covered in hot sauce. He, you know what is? He's fascinated by shit. Because like he didn't yeah. know what was happening in the bathroom. Like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So yeah, that was a good one. That was a yeah. good book. Yeah, I, I yes. think it's my definitely my favorite Jake book. Oh yeah, for sure. I it, I like the cannibal twist at the end. Uh-huh. That was just like a, I was suspicious about the internet talk in the beginning because uh-huh. I'm like, where is this book? Is we gonna have a Ghostwriter episode <laughs> where they find about they learn about the internet? <laughs> But no, luckily, no. Uh, it's a beautiful examination of the cost of leadership in war. Like yeah. it really, genuinely is. Mm-hmm. This one actually perfectly ties into about ten books out from now, number twenty-five, the attack. Mm. Uh, where, oh, it's guys. When you get to it, this is actually <laughs> one that I I really loved when I was a kid. I did book reports on it multiple times. Um, you have a standing invite to come back anytime you want. Yeah, so if, if there are books you want to talk about, they're yours first. I am literally on call for you guys. <laughs> I, can, I can do this every fucking week. I'm not even kidding. Like, I love Animorphs. It's... It's my fucking favorite series. Oh, yes. it fucking like, rocks. Yeah. It fucking yeah. rocks. Um, later on, like, I'm not going to give anything away or anything, but, like, with Animorphs the Attack, there's also a similar theme of kind of, like, the atrocities that you have to commit as a leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether those atrocities are necessary or whether they're in the wanton pursuit of power. I, uh, like, it, it has to do with, like, the elements in Cryak. So, you know, you know it's going to be fucking good. Uh-huh. So, I, I, yeah. I know one of those words. Yeah, he doesn't know the other one. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll like it. You'll I get there he, very I, soon. All I know is everyone's going to commit a little bit of a war crime. It's just me yeah. a tiny, the, the sprinkling of war crime. Oh, there's no war crime. It. Yeah. Yeah, but I, if I could, I would absolutely love to come back for number 25. Oh, yeah, it's yours. It's yours, absolutely. Favorite. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So how, how do we end this? I mean... <laughs> how do we get out of, like... 
War is terrible. Leadership is a, a bad position to be in because everyone hates you. Either of you want to eat some of my shit? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh. Oh. Mm. 